Was the night before Christmas, and all across the land, NFL quarterbacks held pigskin in hand. As Santa delivered his gifts round the world, a desperate Hail Mary from Nick Mullins was hurled, picked off by the Lions who were ready to celebrate, winning a division for the first time since Watergate. On Comet and Cupid, on Dasher and Dancer, even my elves could beat the Carolina Panthers. Green Bay nearly blew it, heavens above. They were saved by the second coming of Christ. His name, Jordan Love. Baker and Tua pulled off the winds. Even Gino delivered for the Seahawks' sins. In Cleveland, a smile on the face of Joe Flacco, proving the Watson trade was made by a wacko. The Browns could be the number one seed. Keep throwing to Cooper. It'll happen indeed. To the 25th and Christmas night, where the Niners were finally found to be shite. San Francisco exposed as a team with no stock, held back by a bang average QB called Brock. Lamar was supreme. He could be MVP. More burgers for Gordon. We'd all pay to see him eating them in one sitting, and then we'd applaud. It's just a shame the Ravens are frauds. In Kansas, the Raiders pulled off a stunner. Her tailor, Christmas, was truly a bummer, as her beloved Chiefs fell flat. They couldn't be saved by Travis or Pat. The Eagles finally got over the line, with a brotherly shove and a hefty fine for Big Dom the henchman. Will they appeal? Unfortunately, the defence is less than ideal. What of the Saints? Are they a lame duck? They lost again last Thursday, so frankly, who gives a fuck? So Happy New Year to you all from Stramash, who'll lift the Lombardi, who'll make a hash of their hopes in the playoffs and choke once again. Cameron bets it'll be Shanahan's men. Hobbs claims he's a homer, but that's revisionist pish. DK Metcalf in his stocking is his Christmas wish. And what about Jamie, long-suffering he? Not even Tommy Cutlets can prevent another 17-hour shift at STV. Ian's Eagles came close to the ultimate prize. Now they're wobbling to his surprise. His O-line knowledge is top of the list. Just don't upset him when he gets pissed. Then there's Charles, the devoted cheesehead, totally unconcerned by the betting spread that says Green Bay won't beat the Vikings. He doesn't care as long as it's exciting. Gordon believes it could be the year when Baltimore finally brings him some cheer. If it comes off, he'll be unsufferable. How will we cope? Johnny Bailey's jinx gives us all hope. Finally, let's toast Paul Mitchell, he with faith aplenty, dribbling into his mad dog 2020. A decade ago, like the Saints, he was famous. Now all he does is moan about Jameis, ranting and raving on thought for the day, secretly wishing he followed Tampa Bay. As 2024 begins, the Stramash audience are listening in sin. Peace on earth and mercy mild. Ian speaks and a lawsuit is filed. With the NFL season drawing to a close, cross your fingers and your toes and hope your team makes it stick, unless you're the Bears with the number one pick. If they somehow win it all, then go out on the lash and fall asleep on the night bus home, listening to Stramash.
welcome to Stromash. This is the 2023 Fishcast. And anyone that took the over on three hours, we're already about 20 minutes in. And start by Charles Patterson. Thank you for joining us once again. This is the end of your podcast that we've now done. Well, this is the fourth one. So this is four years in a row. Uh, it's proved to be a popular one. People will keep asking for it to come back. So as long as you want it, we'll keep doing it. Let's be honest, we'd be sitting drinking anyway, so we might as well get together, chew the fat, uh, the fat that's left over from Christmas Day still, probably, uh, and get stuck into some of the more off-topic topics that we'll cover this season. Joining me is the entire team. We've got every single one of them here. Uh, and we'll talk about what is in the glasses, what we're going to um, be drinking before we get into the questions. But let's kick off, first of all, by saying that for me, once... It's not my internet that's possibly going to let things down <laughs> as uh, Gordon McGuinness is taking the, the baton out of my hand. Thank you, Gordon. You're welcome. I don't know uh, if this message is coming through or not. Yes, we can, <laughs> we can still hear you. Um, okay, so good evening, gentlemen. Hope you all had a wonderful and Merry Christmas, first of all. We have a whole bunch of questions to get into. We've got some serious ones. We've got some silly ones. There'll be some that we chuck in. And then, of course... Those Charles's quiz that we'll get to at the end of this. We'll all feel the pressure of Paul trying to get us to split this episode up into parts and release it in pieces, but we'll see if we can put it all together in one big episode. Uh, that's the way we like it. So, without further ado, Mr. Adieu. Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, getting political already. Jeez. No, it's oh, Christmas. Geez. It is Christmas. Um, Mr. Mitchell, uh, I assume you've got your Mad Dog 2020 in hand? Well, I was waiting for it to be delivered, <laughs> and nobody actually bothered to send it to me, and I'm far too embarrassed to go into shop and ask for it. So I've gone for a Thistley Cross Whiskey Cask Scottish Cider. That's quite strong stuff, is it not? Well, I'll tell you by the end of it. <laughs> Um, it, it, it does look unopened at the moment. I was just about to call that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, biding my time here, guys. Come on, get in here, get in there. Um, we will work around the room and see what everybody else is drinking. Jamie, I saw you pouring yours out, so let's come straight to you. Yes, I am drinking a Loch Lee Harvest Edition uh, whiskey, which I got for my Christmas from my wonderful younger brother. Uh, and I've got a couple of um, very uh, wanky um, beers to go here as well. They're they're like pineapple and mango flavoured and stuff like that. So can't wait to uh, dull the pain of the next couple of hours with them. Mr. Patterson. Vino. Always vino. Um this is a Gruner Veltliner from Majestic. This is the Definition House, uh, which is an Austrian grape. It's very nice with spicy food. I've just had a pad thai. Um, had a very pleasant day at the home with no children. Um, managed to get a bit of work done, made myself some dinner. Uh, and I'm also double parked because I've got this sitting in the background ready to go as well, which is a, a triple measure of Kilcoman. So... It's going to be, I'm, I'm about three glasses in, by the way. So um, if I can get to the quiz and actually get through the <laughs> quiz, I'll be pleased. At least I'm not doing the quiz this year. <laughs> so I'm going to jump in and tell you what I'm drinking because uh, my also 
Ryan is also a Kilhoman. Um, I have a um, very one of the small batches. There's only 1,260 of them done. Uh, it's been finished in Bourbon, Oloroso, and Calvados. It was mm. picked up the last time I was on Isla. Lovely and dry with a little bit sweet, something quite Christmassy. Mm. Um, Mine's not, also but, uh, with go. Pete. <laughs> I, I made a little round there to go with it. But um, yes, but I'm also drinking from our friends at Stuart Brewing. We are beclouded. I've got a few other things in here. Some Brooklyn Pilsner. I'm really mixing it up. And I have a special drink lined up for the quiz that's going to give me an unfair advantage. We'll come to that later on. Ian, Stephen, what are you drinking? Well, um, I hadn't had a drink since I was on holiday in June, uh, which you all partook in. You received my culinary photographs. Um, so my wife said it would be a great idea if she drove from Christmas over to my parents and I could have my first drink at my parents' something nice with Christmas. And I went into the fridge that my dad had to have a look at the beer that he got. My mum had assured my dad had gone out and got some beer. And it was some sort of citrus pale ale. So I just had to go mm. back in to my wife and go, looks like I'm driving home. She's like, okay, I'll, <laughs> I'll have a drink. I said, there's, there's, he's got sparkling wine in the fridge. I'll give you some sparkling wine. So sparkling wine, everybody. I played host, gave everybody wine. Came back about 10 minutes later and my wife was like, this wine doesn't taste right. It tastes like water. I said, like, what? I had a look at it. It was it was alcohol-free wine. That's my dad. Why do you get alcohol-free wine? I don't know. I want it at raffle. <laughs> <laughs> you don't you brand your raffle price. So um, it was a, a, a sober Christmas uh, until then. But um, in the spirit of uh, enlightenment and people um, going into business for themselves and learning, there's uh, an apprenticeship scheme in Belgium for people wanting to turn 18 to learn the ways uh, of becoming a lady or gentleman of the night. Uh, as Cameron likes it to be referred to. Um, and what they do is they brew their own beer and they then market it, sell it, and then they learn in the ways of uh, adult seduction. So tonight I am going to be <laughs> drinking some whole garden. <laughs> and also, nice. can can I just say, I had an epiphany. I've never had an epiphany on the podcast before, but I had an epiphany. I was actually worried when I was younger that sometimes I would get too drunk, vomit in my own mouth, and asphyxiate. But after listening to Charles's opening monologue, I now want to go and drink a tramp's vomit in the hope that it will take away the unending pain in my ears <laughs> from his drivel. Cricket Scotland is burning to the ground in a sea of Alabama-esque civil politics from the 1950s <laughs> as Charles writes sonnets. The entire sport's going down the pan. Shame. For shame. Clearly you're not a fan of poetry. <laughs> I, had to, I had to do it at university. I did do it, and I'm just like, what is this? This is absolute rubbish. And the press, professors couldn't really countenance it. Um, I actually... Um, this is this is me uh, admitting to illegality here, but my one of my lecturers was one of the experts on Burns at university, uh, mm. um, and I had to write an essay on Burns, and as a topic he'd actually covered. So I took his, his a form of plagiarism. I'm, I'm going to admit it, but it's easy to do. If somebody's already done it, you take it, you re reword it, and submit it. I mean, just industrial process, really. It's, it's that's how business works, and uh, I, I got a C. 
So the, my my lecturer thought that the head lecturer or the most revered expert in all of Scotland on Burns didn't know anything about Burns. So I thought to myself, you know what? This is a load of rubbish. I'm not going to pay any more interest. So I'm going to go geography because everybody needs a person to tell them where and when to go. They will not invent a machine that will be able to guide you by satellites to any sort of navigational <laughs> locations in the year after I graduated. Uh, my follow-up question is, Rabbi or third degree, what burns are we talking here? <laughs> it was it was uh, Mr. Mr. Burns, Mr. Burns, excellent. Okay. I thought it was Chinese Burns, but that, that oh, come me. on, enough, enough of that. We've warned you. Come on. <laughs> right, we need to cut to the Trossics to see if Gordon McGuinness is still there. I, how am I supposed to follow that? I was going to come in with a joke about what I'm drinking is a pint of Cameron Hobbs tears after Christmas night. I, I just having to follow Ian in this podcast is always the most incredible thing because you're either trying to stop yourself laughing or you just don't know what you're going to say. So what I am drinking is I am drinking a Greco de Tufo white wine and I'm drinking out of a mug because in this place that we're staying, which is four megabits a second internet, they don't appear to have wine glasses either. So I'm drinking it out of a mug that says Scunner on it. And uh, it's delightful. <laughs> yeah. Can we make an announcement now, Gordon? Is it too early yes, or can we? Yes. No, no, so no, go, go if, if Gordon and I had a Facebook status, it would now be updated to in a relationship because Gordon has agreed <laughs> to sleep with me in June. <laughs> oh, What's dear. June got to say about this? Is she happy or unhappy? <laughs> oh, God. Unfortunately, I can't see the look of alarm on his face because his camera's <laughs> off. <laughs> We're we're going to we're going to the uh, the Scotland Germany game and we'll be bunking together. So he's insisted in separate beds. <laughs> yeah. Good to begin with. Going. To begin with. And yeah, we'll see about that. It's not, like he's, it's not like he's got a lot of choice. When a tw- twenty stone man wants a cuddle, a twenty stone man's getting a cuddle. <laughs> oh God. Right. Um Let's get straight into the questions then, because this is what this is all about. This is formed on people that listen to this podcast. So as ever we put a form out, we ask you to give your input. We'll read through them. Um, there are some sensible ones. We'll kick off with those uh, and we'll descend into a farce as we go. So kicking us off right from the top, Kenny Law is already looking ahead to next season. He kicks us off by asking, is Marvin Harrison Jr. worth the hype and where does he go? I think this is an excellent question. It's one of those questions that should immediately be submitted and there should be no countenance from anybody to try and moderate mm. it and remove it from the running order. It is that well put together. It's far uh, too sensible a question for the pissed cast. But anyway. It's we're still sober, so we ask it first, Charles, so we get it out of the way. So, um, I think you should uh, go to the Colts just for the crack, to be honest with you. <laughs> Well, that's the easiest, it's the laziest thing. You've got Jeremiah Trotter's son coming out this year from Clemson. He will get mocked to the Eagles. It's going to happen. Joey Porter's son went to the Steelers. It's it's it's, it's dull and boring. Yep. But the the thing about Marvin Harris is, A, number one, he's threatening and not to come out because he thinks he'll get more money by staying in college, um, which is a good idea if he only thinks of having a one-year career because like you can get injured in college and you don't have any insurance money coming in from the NFL with signing a 
Russell Wilson guaranteed contract. We're going to bench you, Paul, but I'm sorry, we'll still we'll still have to pay forty million of your salary. And if you go to another team, we'll still have to pay forty million of your salary. But with Marvin Harrison, his issue, it's not even an issue. He's an incredibly talented wide receiver, but just behind him is another incredibly talented wide receiver in Neighbors. Just behind him is an incredibly talented wide receiver from Washington. It's a very deep draft. And teams who have got more than one draft pick will look at will look at um positions that are heavily um heavy, heavy depth. And they'll say, you know what, we'll pass in a wide receiver with this pick and we'll go somewhere else because we can pick up a wide receiver later on. You might see Harrison drop down a couple of draft spots because of that. Gordon's got his hand up. Gordon's raised his hand. That's what I've, I've messaged Cameron on WhatsApp and I said, I'm going to virtually raise my hand like a fanny <laughs> rather than interrupt people. All I, all I was going to say, and this might call into question how sober anyone is at the start of this podcast, is it's ironic that Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to be the first wide receiver taken because it means that not everyone in that draft who looks for a wide receiver will need will need good neighbours. Hey. But he's going to the coach for the drugs, according to Charles. That's what he said. He's going for the crack. So, I mean, that that's just casting doubts on character already, and the guy's not even out of college yet. That's harsh, Charles. But, Paul, what, what's your knowledge of crack? What do you think it is? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I've watched Breaking Bad. I'm a man of the world. <laughs> <laughs> it's the bit between the two buttocks, is it not? Right, you crack a joke, yeah, yeah. You're spoiled. Right. Anyone want to add anything about Marvin Harrison Jr.? He's very good, but the idea that he's not entering the draft is absolutely farcical. This whole NIL thing is wonderful, and maybe you'll make more money than you'd make as a rookie. It, like, if you were a late first-round draft pick, maybe. Not as a top draft pick, but also what it also messes up is it keeps you a year further away from your second contract where you make serious money. So he's not. He's not staying in college. I, I'll believe it when I see it. Next question up, Stephen Bryson. He asks, do you think a coach can stay for too long in one place? Is this a dig at a particular coach, do you think? Or is it a bus that's mm. broken down? <laughs> yes. How long, how frequently does a coach have to move his position to not be this targeted? Is this is a Ross County question. <laughs> so let, let's, ask, let's ask Charles then. Charles, Charles has had the benefit in his lifetime of two different coaches winning the Super Bowl with the Green Bay Packers and they eventually were moved on. They weren't made mm. incumbent like Tomlin at the Steelers or Belichick at the, the, mm. the Pats. So would you have any of those coaches back, Charles, or did you think Holmgren and the person you hate had to go? Yes, they had to go. Evolution. Time marches on. You can't stay there too long. Um, oh, you see it in loads of sports. Um Hold on a second. Paul, I think you wanted to come in with an argument against evolution. <laughs> no, I, I, I was just I was just very impressed that Charles uh, named one of my favourite albums, Time Marches On by Tracy Lawrence. Nice reference there, Charles. Is that awesome? That's a Metallica song as well. She's playing, by the way, at the like uh, Super Bowl. Just in case you're wondering, she's the halftime show replacement uh, for Usher. Tracy is a he, but close. <laughs> Gordon's hands coming up here. Save us, Gordon. I, I think you'll find. I think you'll find that Paul's argument against evolution is comes on thought for the day, not on not on this podcast. <laughs> oh, I, I, oh, shots fired! Right to reply. I, I, 
I, I do have the right to reply. It's a brilliant album. What can I tell you? <laughs> this well, has become Desert Island Discs. Paul, Paul Paul's highly risky when he's when he's contemplating opening alcohol. <laughs> he's still not opened it yet. But <laughs> um, he actually yeah, has a drink. Yeah, there, there yeah. is. There's a reason it's not open because I'm actually sitting here talking to you, group of morons, and the corkscrew or whatever thing through there is through there. So you've got a corkscrew, corkscrew a for a bottle of cider. That's why. That's why I can't get open. You open really it with, your, you open really it with your teeth. Much. Just open it with your teeth live on air, and so let's see what happens. Uh, Drink it with a straw know. through the wee hole you've chiselled at the top of the cap. Yeah. Right, the, the guys, that, that that's really hurtful. I, I do have two fault front false teeth because I got them knocked out playing rugby, so it's very hurtful. <laughs> playing rugby, he was the referee. This comes back to that game where you sent off that kid for laughing, isn't it? Oh, no, that, that, wow. <laughs> it was his right. own fault. We'll move on. Question number three comes from a Jordan McGinnis who asks, why are the Ravens the best team in NFL history? <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> Hang on. Who's... Who set me up with this pish? Because that's not me. <laughs> I, and I swear, I Jordan, it must be a, a cousin, Jordan McGinnis uh, has I, asked this I have question. A, I have a funny feeling that Jordan might be the clue given the uh, <laughs> starting letter of the name, and it might be a certain Johnny Bailey that's come in with that it's, nonsense. That ab- absolutely reeks of Bailey. What's the what's the email on it, Cameron? That will tell you who's submitted. I, I didn't ask for people to submit their email addresses as part of this oh. one, so I don't know. Don't know. Superb! Congratulations. <laughs> that's the question of the day so far. Actually, I'm saying that I didn't. I might have asked people. Give me a. Let me figure no, it out. Is, is, is that a breaching GDPR regulations? Your email. <laughs> your email address is G McGinnis at P. Right. Okay. <laughs> Genuinely. <laughs> It's come from a PFF email address. Uh, I don't know what to tell you. This is, it's not. I have two. I have two PFF email addresses, and that is not one of them. And I think you'll find that this person could have been smarter than this because I'm pretty sure I list my email on my on my Twitter bio. So Johnny Bailey, you fucked it. <laughs> Gordon, I've no idea what you're getting so tetchy about. Just answer the question. <laughs> oh, they were they were they were the best team in NFL history for about three quarters. Of oh, listen, I said this on chat. I said this on chat. If they play like that for, in every game for the rest of the season, they'll win the Super Bowl. There's no team beating them. I'm saying that they were they were on there's, point. And there's, there's a way there's a way you can tell when you're watching two teams that are going to be really really good in the playoffs, and it's when they're playing each other and they're tackling one another. You actually feel yourself. Winston, you actually feel yourself going, you know what, I'm glad I'm I'm not out there, I'm not carrying... There's some games you think, oh, he's tackled him really nicely and he's helped him back up. Oh, so sportsmanlike. But in that Ravens-Niners game, I mean, the, the, the defenders were hitting their own defenders. There was no countenance. It was one of those get-out-the-way, friendly fire type of games. So you, you could see both of those teams doing really well in the, the playoff because that was kind of like playoff play football they were both um, experiencing in that game. Absolutely. Right, next question comes from Reese Nunes. Who is your MV backup QB of 2023? <laughs> <laughs> Until the weekend, I would have said um, Jake Browning. Right, yeah, yeah, fair enough. But I think he didn't Browning. exactly do himself any favours. I think he, I mean, he could still take the... Um, well, hang on. 
Let me, let me rewind. Is Joe Flacco a backup or is he a backup, backup, backup? He would class as a backup in this conversation. Right, okay. Yeah, well, it's then it's Flacco. Flacco. Mm. it's Flacco. Could be Flacco then, eh? It's got to be Flacco. Flacco has been so good that people are now starting to rethink giving comeback player of the year to the guy who almost died on the field, which is fucking stupid. <laughs> <by the way. laughs> you, give, you give comeback player of the year to Damar Hamlin, but the fact that he is, he's now like three to one Flacco, like just behind Hamlin to be comeback player of the year. Like people are so impressed by what he's done with the Browns that they're willing to not give comeback player of the year to Damar Hamlin. He was already on a good team though. What about Aiden O'Connell? Do you not in the conversation? He's, mm. Those Raiders were rotten. They've been a lot rotten. better. Yeah, they've been a lot better since he's they, taken over. They've, well, gone, got, they've, got, they, they've been they've better in spite of him. <laughs> they've gone from rotten to being like, oh, they're just a bit shit. <laughs> I, I don't know. They had that blowout. I'm, I'm forgetting that 3-0 game against the Vikings. I'm kind of ruling that one out. Uh, okay, fine. What about Gardner Minshew? Garner Minshew's going to take the Colts most of the way through the season and into the postseason, probably. I don't think he will now. I think they'll miss the playoffs. He did very bad at the weekend. It's got to be Flacco, because it could be the greatest story ever told. Imagine if the Cleveland Browns are the number one seed. How hilarious would that be? How much have you got on that one, Gordon? As of right now, Nothing. (laughs) <laughs> but I, prob- I probably am in the next two days. <laughs> um, fine, I did play, t- try to play devil's advocate there. It's Joe Flacco. Uh, which franchise do you hate the most and why? Ooh. I guess this is one that we've probably skirted around but never truly dedicated this. Um, great question. I'll let you all think about it as I give my answers. I'll do with a lot of these because I've got the benefit of seeing these questions up front. So people will hear Does a lot that of make a difference, does it? Can we count it? Excuse me by saying it has to be somebody from out with your division. Yes. Oh, okay, yeah. there's a spanner oh, in the good. works then. Yeah, because otherwise I can just say it's the Bears. And I, I mean, I've been ripping them to shreds from this podcast for five years. Um, you, of course, yeah. you hate them, but it has there has to be another franchise that you particularly dislike. Can, can I just lobby those of you who can for the Cowboys then, and I'll go with someone else? <laughs> so I'll take the Cowboys because I'll be perfectly honest; it's probably my most hated after. If I can't take the yes. Seahawks, which is the most obvious answer, it's the Cowboys. Good lord, shut the hell up! You haven't been relevant in ages. You dance around, you swan around like big. Puffed out chests, the biggest dick in Dallas. I are the biggest dick in the whole US. Shut up. Get over yourselves. <laughs> Prime time prima donna pricks is what they are. Screw the cowboys. Get them in the bin. Right, there we go. We've started it. <laughs> Jamie. <Come on. laughs> oh I I have always I've always found the, the the Cleveland Browns just sort of laughable, but um the money that they threw at uh, Deshaun Watson made me hate them probably for a, a considerable length of time. So, mm, the, is it being ruled out of going with the Cowboys that uh, the, the Browns are alluring? Anyone else want to step forward? I'm annoyed because I wanted to choose the Browns, but now Jamie's taken it. So now I find myself hating Jamie for um, <laughs> being completely and utterly against any form of sexual misconduct, which is a bizarre <laughs> position to find ourselves in. Um, I, prote- I, I particularly hate the Patriots. 
I think because I hate the fact that they, uh, they were a complete non-entity of a franchise until Brady came along. And then suddenly they've garnered all this support in the noughties and in the last decade. And now I can't hear the Patriots set, exactly because of that, though. They're, like, they, they're the they, second most loved so franchise or supported franchise in the UK. And they're based, basically based on one guy. That's it. And it's also, I mean, Boston's a nice place, but I don't know. I just, and they're also run by a crook. So, yeah, don't like them. <laughs> I, they, I also yeah. think, for just because for... they won a lottery ticket and, 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 yeah. And then they've got, they've got loads of bandwagon jumpers following them now. And it's like, nah, fuck off. Your time but, is But done. it's also the reason why Jamie doesn't hate them is probably a more extreme reason of why I don't really hate them. It's like, the Ravens beat them in the AFC Championship game once, beat them in uh, the wild card round once. So, like, the Giants <laughs> fucked them in the Super Bowl twice. The Giants ended this, their perfect season. So, like, you can't really hate that team because they hate you. You're the team that fucked their entire existence. I don't know, we've had the number over the Cowboys a lot recently, but that's not changed my disdain overly. Um, there's a, there's a difference between having their number and the Patriots not losing a game the entire way through the season yeah, only I'm... to lose to Eli Manning. <laughs> the, uh, I think if you'd asked me the question four years ago, the Patriots would have been in my mind a lot more than they are now. But, yeah, fine. Um, right, I'm Gordon, gonna... Ian. So this season, it's the Chiefs because they've hit the tiniest bit of resistance and all they fucking done is whine. Just cry about fucking everything. Like, the, the Kadarius Tony thing was the biggest joke I've seen in a while. Like, it, he lined up offside. It's his fault. Yeah. First thing you're taught is a wide receiver. Check with the official if you're on the line or off the line. First thing you're taught. First thing you're taught is a tight end. Make sure the receiver beside you is in the correct position on or off the line. And if he's in the wrong position, shout at him to get in the right position. First thing you're taught, any football that you take take part in. Spinner's got to look along the line, surely, as well, and communicate that back somehow. But anyway, yeah, yeah Chiefs. Even if you if you turn around and you go, here, am I, am I onside, am I offside? And then you think you've got, like, a thumbs up. To then go and line up like a good half a foot offside. They're, they're not gonna they're, they're not gonna go, oh no, I told them it was fine. You know <laughs> ah, bullshit. Uh, Ian Paul. Which can I just, whoever's <laughs> ready. I'll just I'll just reply to Jamie by saying I, I had refereed uh, in matches before and uh wide receivers the caught to go, oh no, no for ref and I would give the official signal of nah. <laughs> I'm not throwing the flag to me, you want? Oh, sorry, on you go. Uh, I just wonder if anybody's keeping track, but I don't think anybody had Gordon leading with a number of F-bombs so far that's close into the podcast. I'm highly impressed. Whatever's in that uh, you, wine you cup. Don't, you don't drinking. understand. You don't understand the day I've had. When I got here and discovered that the internet was four <laughs> megabytes a second. I was ready to just throw things against the wall. You're drinking wine out of mug. I think it's I, changed you. <laughs> you're, you're a changed man. Anyway, my, my answer is probably a fairly obvious one. Uh, the Rams. They're insufferable. They're in a city that doesn't give a shit about the NFL. Uh, they've paid far too much money for a stadium. 
and lured those nice chargers away with the promise of lovely things and took them out their natural home in San Diego. Um, plus, their coach is a whining swine. So, yeah, it's got to be the Rams. <laughs> Somebody's still bitter about five years ago. <laughs> there, there's many things I can do well in life. An Hold elephant never forgets. Hold a grudge That's... is one of them. And neither but, does yeah. Mitchell. I don't like the Rams. That said, I mean, the, the film Heaven Can Wait with Warren Beatty, which is based on the Rams, was a particularly good movie. But they should have stayed where they were in St. Louis. And, uh, yeah, I just can't be bothered with the Rams. Tiresome people. Ian, did you give an answer? I know you were um, going to say the Browns, but... Yeah, I agree with uh, Paul and uh, uh, Heaven Can Wait as a very good film. And I would urge people to watch if you can. Um, there's also a few Dallas uh, North 40. There's also an excellent older American football film. I think that's got Nick Nolte in it. Um, my take, uh, as you know, I'm a man of countenance, love, patience. Um, so I, I couldn't really hate anyone in the NFL, could I? Or could I possibly hate the Miami Dolphins for having a horrible colour scheme and the world's <laughs> worst logo? Like a, an animal that is out outwitted by Coke can wrappers. Um, <laughs> so I think, and also when you try and watch them, it's so humid down there. It looks like the cameras have got Vaseline uh, smeared across their lenses for quite a lot of the games. Get that with Tampa as well, though. So I think I'm going to have to go with the Dolphins. Just horrible colour schemes and Dolphin logo. Hang on, though. Hang on. They don't have the worst logo in the NFL because the Cleveland Browns logo is not only is it a helmet, but it's an orange helmet. So it doesn't even fit with what the... Is it orange or is it brown? Maybe it's brown. I don't know. It's a helmet. Hey, hey, there's a couple of people here can't answer that yes, I was going to say, that's a cheap shot, you prick. <laughs> oh, there's nothing wrong with a red helmet. It suits them. Red's a group colour. Listen, the best helmet logo story is clearly the Pittsburgh Steelers. If people don't know that, do you want me to tell it? Yes, yeah. we do. So, it's team, uh, uh, team... the unofficial story is they can't, they couldn't afford a logo on the other side. Yeah. So the the official story is teams would just play with a helmet, and then teams started to add logos on, and the the owner, the Rooney owner of the team, went down to the kit man and said, "I want you to stick logos on." both sides of our helmets, which had been like 50 times two or whatever. And he went, no, I'm not doing that. It's too much work. And Rooney went, I are. And he went, no, I'm no. And it came at fisticuffs. And then they agreed that um, they split it down the middle and only one logo would be added to one side of the helmet. So that's why the Steelers only have one logo on one side of the helmet because a couple of drunken men got into a bit of an argy-bargy. Decades later, we're going to have to see them play a game in Ireland. Wonderful. <laughs> Wasn't it all worth it? Right. Um, follow up question. Uh, that would have been nicer if we'd followed it up after uh, Paul's answer. But Peter Coyne asks, which fan base is the most resentful and bitter about their rivals? About their rivals or just about life in general? Because oh. if it's life in general, it's clearly the Saints. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> it just says most resentful and bitter about their rivals. It has to it, be. It, it has to be a team that everybody else has won the Super Bowl and they haven't. So it, no, no, it's it's the Browns because mm. the Browns rivals are the Ravens. They literally are the team that left Cleveland to go to Baltimore. They left Cleveland for Baltimore, won two Super Bowls, 
and the Browns have won, haven't won a division title since coming back at the NFL. Browns fans mm. are definitely the most bitter about their rivals. Well, that's justified, though. Bitter sounds like there's a bit of kind of um, non-logic applied. I mean, they've got every right to be bitter because the Colts did the same thing to Baltimore, so Baltimore shouldn't have done that to Cleveland. They should have learned about how much hurt and pain was caused. And it, it is the way it works with abuse. The 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 abuse victim becomes the abuser um, in the Ravens. Um, so I don't know if he, I don't see say the Browns. I think they're justified. Ian dropping a hurt people hurt people, but it's in reference to the Browns becoming the Ravens. It's amazing. <laughs> I I feel like there's a lot of bitterness in the uh, NFC North, all directed towards Green Bay. How does it feel to be on the receiving end of that, Charles? Um. Well, they're just jealous because they don't know how to fucking draft quarterbacks. That's their problem. <laughs> you know. When you're when you're in, insanely good at running your franchise year after year and drafting quarterbacks, it's not our fault that um, the Bears are fucking hopeless and that Jordan Love is on pace in his first season to surpass the all-time Bears season quarterback uh, yardage in his first season. Um, the Green Bay Packers, who famously drafted Brett Favre. Uh, well, no, they picked, <laughs> well, well, they drafted, they drafted Aaron Rodgers and they acquired Brett Favre for a nice cheap second-round pick. Terrific, absolutely terrific. So um, I did like um, that Kenny had uh, put out on a picture on the WhatsApp group of his Christmas gift, uh, a jumper, which said Bart, Brett, Aaron and Jordan. I think he's being a little bit ambitious on that, but um, that's an excellent Christmas gift. Well, speaking of, speaking of excellent Christmas gifts, did anyone here in the podcast, Gordon, receive any excellent Christmas gifts from family members? Well, on Christmas morning, I opened up a gift and it was a scientific calculator. And I looked at my <laughs> girlfriend who had given me this gift and she was like, there's a there, there's a note in there that explains it. And the note said something along the lines of, I got an email from Ian Stephen who asked if I would give, if I would buy my uh, good acquaintance, something like that, Gordon, a Texas Instruments calculator but the scientific calculator was the best she could find in Sainsbury's at short notice because she actually forgot about it after you sent an email in September. So she remembered late on, could only get a scientific calculator. Um, and I, it, it was actually quite a thoughtful gift. I quite like an in-joke, so it was very well received. She didn't even reply to me, so I had no idea. I, thought, I didn't know if she thought I was some sort of random pervert which I, I, I could well be so um, initially initially that was her assumption not the pervert part but she was like i don't know if this is like legit if this is someone like playing you, something you're getting spammed weird. yes yeah but then she asked then she asked uh one of her uh, a former colleague of hers who is a guy so gets these kind of stupid in jokes that idiots who host podcasts have with each other and he was like no you have to do that you have to, you have to buy that I think I think she clearly wins um, the twenty twenty three Stromash MVP just for that gesture alone. Can we get a trophy made, Cameron, and presented to Gordon's better half? I think I think that can be achieved. Um, okay. Would you like it to be a, a calculator on oh, a on a plinth? <laughs> I, I I think I think you're overreacting here. Gordon's already. Uh, stepped in and taken her to a five-star hotel in Calendar that's got more stars than broadband speed or wine glasses just as a thank you to see how much he really cares about her. So it's, it's a classy move by Gordon for which we should applaud him. 
Yeah, I don't I don't have anything further to add there. I think Paul has Paul sold that perfectly. Do we have any other additions to the most bitter and resentful fan bases? Is it the Browns? What Washington are pretty bitter as well because like everyone else in that division has kind of had their turn recently, uh, at least being contenders. And then again, like they're relatively close by to Baltimore, who've won two Super Bowls as well. Like the celebration they had for ending the Ravens' preseason streak was not like that's embarrassing if you're actually like trying to win stuff in the NFL. Like we all we all laughed about that preseason streak, but like they're you, you, you were upset. You you were you you were visibly shaken by this the Ravens <laughs> losing that record. You were so proud of that record as well. I you think I did say, it. You can't brag about it next August. That's the I, thing. I'm pretty certain I said the streak ends this preseason, but they win the Super Bowl. I think I said that to someone. Uh, unless there's proof, it counts for fuck all. I think, so, I, think well, I said that to someone. You, you, wouldn't, yeah. you wouldn't know them. They live up at my grand's bit. <laughs> He's shouting it into the Trossics from where he is now. As as the only member of this podcast who trolls back through previous episodes to find out um, things to hit you on, um, I can say I've not heard you say that on a previous podcast. I I am going to, no, 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 I'm going to find it. This is is not doing me any favours in the whole uh, somebody up at my grand's bet thing. I think I sent it in the works. (laughs) I'm going to find it and I'm going to send you a picture because it happened and the real and it's not fake posted it on a tesco's staff board somewhere in greater glasgow <laughs> for all gordon, to see gordon i said your, it to the did, security guard at tesco mary hill gordon do, does your grand live in calendar by any chance no my grand's dead oh sorry <laughs> well be, be, certainly be sorry than calendar. why am i, I apologizing i've nothing to do with it as far as we know <laughs> Also, no, no, that's not, that's not. I just felt like a good opportunity to make that really <laughs> very quickly. Anyway, you get... You, you, yeah, you, you take that picture and you send that film away to get developed with the technology that you're working with at the moment. And once it comes back in the post three weeks later, you can prove it all to us. So don't worry. We'll be fine. Okay, we move on. Um, we will go to Jason Hoffman, who's asked... Why has has Paul not opened his cider yet? (laughs) (laughs) It's a good point. Why is that cider still sitting open, uh, closed? Um, I don't have a bottle opener. Right. Go and get one. Yes, go go through this entire episode without. Who's got Adam's phone number? Text Adam and go and get his (laughs) bottle opener. We put two two polls out to the Patreons, and one of the options was not he won't drink because he can't find a bottle opener. <laughs> right, Paul, don't don't say nasty Paul, things while I'm away. Yes, Paul, you've got two you've got two false teeth. Just try and break it open with your teeth, and if it doesn't work, just go back and get them replaced. Do you know how many hours it took to get the dental work done on these? No, we, no is we, the answer. Could we ask the people of Patreon to help fund Paul getting a, a grill like he's a <laughs> 1990s LA rapper? Right, I'm leaving now. Right, well, we will pause the podcast because I feel like we don't want Paul to miss out on context here. So at this very moment, we'll have a brief pause. Now that Paul have is you, back. Have you, have you restarted? I, I've restarted because Paul's bottle is now open. So now what we need to do is... 
I'm just going to say in 20, in 20 minutes time, Paul, and I'm being fair, we're going to ask you to turn that bottle fully upside down over, <laughs> your, own, over your own head to validate that it's empty. So just 20 minutes. That's more than enough to drink a bottle of cider. Jason Hoffman, he asks, who has had the worst take so far this season? What was it and why was it so bad? Probably Three... me. It's probably me. Probably something I said about I think I Jason, wait till the quiz and then all will be revealed, is all I'm oh, say. God. <laughs> I can I think but I definitely said that Ezekiel Elliott and Dalvin Cook would have over eight hundred yards each this season. I think that's a pretty rotten not, take in not on the podcast though. You said what did I not say? say that on the podcast? Ah, right, okay, fine. You didn't. You just stupidly I, made that bet with Gordon, which he I, I easily think, took. I think if you were to have read out a list like you were Chris Jericho in mid-2000s WWE on this podcast, <laughs> like claiming that everyone had been so unfair to Jordan Love only for the Packers to be dog shit in the games afterwards. I would I would consider that a bad take. Do you know who I think? Do you know who, who Charles reminds me of when it comes to Jordan Love? He reminds me of Michael Jackson fans. Just, <laughs> just complete and utter passionate vitriol if anyone attacks his hero and icon. I think Jordan Love's got the same level of accusations and or talent as Michael Jackson, but although there was a there was that wide receiver that played for the Browns that was called Michael Jackson as well, which was always he didn't he didn't have a Michael Jackson celebration though when he scored a touchdown. I felt he was missing out on that. Okay, next question comes from Ian Stephen. That silence indicates that Cameron was about to edit out what I've just said. <laughs> no, I'm not going to edit anything. No, he's, he's about to edit a, out this question. This is a non-edited one. Ian Stephen is in next with a question. Why is Charles always right about things and we are all wrong? Second question, in three words or more, why are the Packers the best? <laughs> Now, I'm not convinced this is actually from Ian Stephen because the email address doesn't match up to any email address I recognise for Ian. Is the, name spelled, spelled, is the name spelled I'm correctly? Yeah, yeah. It's I-A-N, but it's Ian at AOL.org. Uh, and I'm like, I don't know that that's Ian's email address. I'll be <laughs> honest. one of about three million people. <laughs> I, I do enjoy it. And there's a few others to come, people putting in fake names. Uh, keep that coming. So why is Charles always right about things and we are wrong, Charles? I, I don't think I'm the best person to adjudicate on that. I don't want to talk about myself. No, clear, clearly Gordon is. We need Gordon to weigh in on this. Gordon, why is Charles always right about things and we are all wrong? Oh, no, his internet's broken. That's a shame. <laughs> what, a time. what a time for the internet to go down. Uh, this is, this he's, is choked. he's choked. He's choked. He's back. Am I back? Can yeah. You hear me? Yes. Yeah. Because, and I say this with with love, he is a sanctimonious prick. <laughs> <laughs> it's gone again. But do you know what? I think we got all the content we needed. I think we can move on beautifully. <laughs> uh, yeah. Right. There, there's there's the one for Twitter. That's perfect. So, Phil Spears comes in next. This season has been marked with the presence of Taylor Swift as she's dating Travis Kelsey. What features of the team would you combine into a superhuman to steal her from him? I.e. Paul's Tom Cruise good looks, 
I'm in safe persona. <laughs> so if we were going to build a superhuman out of this dramatic right. podcast um, members, right. Yeah. So I, I would take, so she's quite tall, isn't she? Um, yes. I would, I would take Ian's height and his beard and okay. his okay. political correctness. Okay. Um, I would take um, Jamie's ability to turn up for a date. Um, wait, I, wait, go there, Jamie. <laughs> wow. Wow. I'd take Paul's faith in the bigger picture um, because, you know, she started she's, out as she's. she's She's very religious, right? She's very religious. So, so, you know, Paul's got that sort of central life focus, and I think she'd be attracted to that. Um, I don't know if she's a drinker, so I wouldn't bring in his reluctance to open a bottle of cider because that would, if she is a drinker, that would put her off. Um, I would make sure that she didn't go to Cameron's house um, if she was a kind of technological expert because um, if she was into like Wi-Fi and actually, you know, internet <laughs> and stuff like that, that would be a fucking... This day. was not an opportunity to slander people. This I'm was an opportunity well, I'm to, to th- praise. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think of something that's actually <laughs> profitable your from your Taylor, house Taylor or Swift. from your persona. All right, Taylor. All right, Taylor, are you into the Wi-Fi? <laughs> <laughs> Um, you should and, see the size of Travis Kelsey's Wi-Fi. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> and I think what else would um, Gordon's knowledge of NFL rules because she admitted before this season um, she had no knowledge of the NFL and she's been missing out. So Gordon would give her all the chat and then she'd get fucking bored because he would bore her with statistics about PFF quarterbacks. Probably, and all probably that still get ten percent off at Tesco as well. Correct. <laughs> and. You know, you're nearly there. And then, I don't know. I mean, I don't think I need to add anything to it from my perspective. I don't, again, I don't want to talk about myself. You know, so. can, I, can I interject with a somber and serious answer? I think um, quite clearly uh, she's somebody who's very uh, cognizant of uh, camera presence. And Jamie clearly has photographic good looks. So he would look fantastic in Instagram snaps beside her on her arm. She also, uh, she believes very much in uh, forging relationships. She's had many men having a strong union. That's something that Charles believes in. Um, I think... uh, Every woman uh, longs for... Fuck, there's nothing about Cameron that's positive. (laughs) I tried too, and all I could do was slaughter his internet. Uh, Cameron, he's Cameron's got a nice dog. Um, <laughs> I think for complete and utter devotion to anything Taylor Swift, it has to be Gordon. And I think she would choose Paul Mitchell for his massive walloper. <laughs> you you said the other day Cameron was a massive walloper, or did I pick you up wrongly? Was that just a different? Different use of the phrase, suppose. I, I don't was, was and has are very different ah, words. Right. Yes. <laughs> Th- thanks, Jamie. It's the journalist here. And you <laughs> Bit of sub editing there. Uh, all I'm saying is Hazel Irvin never walked right for two weeks. Um, there is a couple of follow-up questions. Um, 
not follow up. Uh, the couple. I've totally lost my train here. There's a couple He's of done. questions. <laughs> There's a couple of questions here that are both for me, so I might as well get through them. One comes from Debo Samuel himself, so shout out to Debo. Um, although I feel like it's as much Debo as it was Cam Newton that was texting Debo. So if you've not been following that story, that's an absolute humdinger today. As, as but, has, was that more fun than Russian? Rashad Mendenhall's theories about um, select, selecting teams based on race. <laughs> that was that created some content. It created some content. But, right, so the follow-up question, Debo Samuel and Patrick Watson, both of them. Debo says, would Cameron take Russell Wilson at the 49ers next season to replace Purdy? Is he an upgrade? So I'm going to say No. Because I don't like Russell Wilson. Is uh, uh, Cameron, Cameron, no, that's not the answer can, to the question. You can though. offer to pay him $1 million. He will accept. And then Denver have to pay him the extra $39 million. You could get a, a, a potential MVP candidate, one of the best quarterbacks of his generation, for a million dollars that would excel in Shanahan's system, possibly more than Purdy because he's more athletic when he, uh, he, he rolls out and his accuracy is so good in the run. But I'm not going to sign him because he's an ex-Seahawk and I don't like him because he smells bad. I think he has a bad character trait that would be disruptive in the locker room, and I don't want that. The 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 other question, which is of very similar from Patrick you Watson, do, you do is, you do know that Charles Haley played for the 49ers and their glorious heyday, Cameron, and he had the worst locker room trait out of any player I've ever heard. And even though this is the pitch cast, I don't think you'll allow me to repeat it. That was no, in his book. He's admitted to it. Do you want me to see it? You can see it if it's out there in public consumption. It was in his own book. Charles Haley was rumoured, or not even rumoured, it was confirmed by his wife to be endowed like a Mitchell. And Charles Charles had mental problems that weren't dealt with at that point, hadn't been diagnosed. And one of the things Charles liked to do in the middle of a team meeting was lie down on the floor, unsheath his massive Mitchell, and start titillating it in front of everybody, giving it a good old rub. Uh, and he's admitted it in his book. He's, other teammates have come out and admitted it. So if you're thinking, if you're wanting bad locker room characteristics, that's a pretty bad locker room characteristic. And he won four Super Bowl rings. Can I, can I just ask that you edit the Charles's out of that? Because that could be misconstrued. <laughs> Charles, Charles does not want to be associated with having extra large with another, No. Um, uh, no. <laughs> Could just put on record, I've never done that before, and I don't intend to. Well, not in the Fortinators locker room, at least. And Charles. not on this <laughs> podcast either. <laughs> if you stuck out of the Packers locker room, then we'd, God knows alone what you would do. Patrick Watson's follow-up question is a very similar one. He gives me two scenarios. Um, I need to choose one of these. A, the Seahawks beat the Niners in the NFC Championship game and go on to win the Super Bowl, which results in the Niners trading for Russell Wilson. Or B... I have to spend two weeks living with Lorna Slater, and the only topic I can discuss is the to- the, the deposit return scheme. <laughs> so I love I love someone roasting you just for the fact you tweeted about the deposit return scheme because you got asked <laughs> by someone. It's gloriously niche. Um, it is beautifully niche, and I will embrace the nicheness of it. I'll take the two weeks. I'll tell Lorna Slater for two weeks how shit her scheme was and how much of a clown she is. 
Absolutely, no, no problem. Won't. No, you oh. won't. I think I think she'd talk you about. You, I, you talk about. I don't think she days, would. days, you'd be discussing how fast DK Metcalf is. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next one comes from Keelan Vance. If you could compare the person next to you on the screen to a player, current or former, who and why would you do it? Now, obviously, we're well, all going to have different I'm setups gonna, on I'm screens. Gonna, no, I'm going to write right now. I have got Paul Mitchell beside me on the screen, and I've just right. It. It's Charles Haley. <laughs> uh, right okay uh, sorry Paul right, you can pick someone and you can go from there and we'll do it that way doesn't need to be the person next to you I'm going to pick Jamie okay. um, because Jamie has that second string quarterback look about him he's got his good looks he's not been hit He's sat on the bench for 10 years, he's made millions, and he's going to ride off into the sunset with a glamorous blonde or brunette on his arm because he's an NFL player, and he's going to be untouched with, with millions. That. Um, yeah, who, who are you comparing him to? Any, any long-term backup quarterback who's never had to play. That That is Jamie. He's got that confident, swagger about, be a great teammate, great presence in the locker room, knows he could do it if he was called upon, but he's never been called upon. That, that's Jamie. I, I feel like this is uh, damning with faint praise. Like, this is <laughs> both, both that you spent a career doing fuck all and getting paid for it. Do you know what? <laughs> Who wouldn't want to do that? It's genius. It's utter genius. That's sports broadcasting for you. <laughs> it's like being the, the, the third choice goalkeeper at Rangers or Celtic. You're just you're just there for vibes. Is is my connection good enough for me to talk just now? Yes. Yeah. I will pick Cameron is most like late career Drew Brees because he thinks there's more power in his arm than there actually is, <laughs> based on the fact that he thinks he can complete a pass in the NFL. Definitely can. Can that side up? Well done, mate. Yeah, inside twenty minutes, <laughs> he's got a little glass on his table next. To yeah, he's he he's decanted it. He's, he's decanted, decanted it. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for those that have just shown it, somehow Paul has put a bottle of cider into a pint glass and filled it to a pint. There's more cider in the glass than there was in the bottle. He's been, you've been doing this on multiple pitch casts, haven't you? This is your collection over the years. I did it without anybody noticing. It was great. Apart from Charles, who just guessed. Damn, if I hadn't been for that pesky Green Bay Packer, I would have got away with it. I'm going to sip this gently. Thank you. Anyone else got anything to well, come in with? I, I mean, I'll add in a second. You could compare Charles Patterson to Aaron Rodgers. I was Talks about to pesh- compare you to Aaron Rodgers, actually. Talks pesh on a platform that he shouldn't really be on on a weekly basis. <laughs> Your, t- your turn, Charles, you may reply. I was about to compare Gordon to Aaron Rodgers. For the and same reason? <laughs> full of, no, full of knowledge, clearly a legend, but actually he's a sanctimonious twat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. Um, Surely I must be the easiest comparison. Just pick a player that's got CTE and questionable tweets. <laughs> <laughs> There, there's mild comparisons between Cameron and Baker Mayfield. Thinks he can throw a ball, 
Once in a while, he probably could throw a ball. Keeps making random comebacks from the United States, you know, from trips to the United <laughs> States. Uh, what, once in a while, he actually does something good and twitches his Wi-Fi on. But most of all, most of the time, he's bang average. <laughs> Lots of people still question, how's this guy still in a job? Like, what Correct. the fuck's going on? <laughs> right, we'll move on from that one. Lee asks, Stramash Secret Santa, who do you want? Who do you not want? And what are you getting them? Jesus. Well, I'm, pre- I'm pretty certain I actually already got the PFF Secret Santa. Just <laughs> that person. Does it make does it make beeping noises, Gordon? I'm not going to lie to you. I've not taken it out of the box yet. <laughs> I'm hurt. <laughs> you, Ian's, um, Ian's hurt by that. I, mean, I would want to get Paul just to try and end his marriage by whatever gift I get him. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> then the next day, hastily, hastily contacts his wife. To admit want, it was me that said to. I'd be keen to get Paul too because the think of the different ways you could corrupt him. <laughs> I, oh, do, do you know what would be so good? A set of bowling balls, but they're slightly doctored, so they do that kind of crazy. No, no, you used to get those toys as a kid. You'd throw them and go whoop, 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 all over the place. Get them bowling balls, but doctored like that, and you'd think he was just losing his complete touch when he's bowling. I don't need any help with that, honestly. Uh, but I, I thanks can, for the thought. I can tell Does, you. Has not... anybody commentated on you when you've played bowls? Has anybody walked along behind you with Mitchell trying to draw it in there to the jerk? No, I do that for myself when I'm on the green that drives other people nuts. <laughs> <laughs> God! <laughs> Bet you do as well, by the way. <laughs> yeah, dude, it doesn't even surprise me. That's the thing. I'm like, oh, God. Danny Denham told me that he used to hate playing against Bobby Barr when Bobby Barr was at East Fife because Bobby Barr, when he got the ball, would start doing his own commentary as he ran down the wind. (laughs) Do you do that when you're rugby referee as well, Paul? I I do tend to think of it in a slightly different way. Uh, I I, I was once described as he, he referees like a commentator. Uh, but not a rugby yeah. commentator. <laughs> <laughs> so it was sounds like, like it wasn't a compliment. Whoever gave it, it to yeah. Oh. No, well, I I did say yeah. thank you to the head of refereeing, and I moved on. <laughs> I so on the Secret Santa front. Uh, long before we had an HR department at PFF, we would traditionally do Secret Santa, and we still do now. Only far fewer people join it now that there's HR, and you have to take it seriously. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the, the founder of the company once got me three gifts. Uh, the first was a Rabsy Nesbitt style string vest because I'm Scottish and that was a source of most hilarity for him. Uh, the second was a book on how to enlarge your penis. Uh, because Written obviously, by Paul Mitchell. Nothing... <laughs> <laughs> I would say I would sign it, but I'd have to say I would sign the book just just for clarity. The third, <laughs> the third was a uh, like online book of a gay literotica about special teams in American football because at the time I was a special teams manager. Like a, a tremendous gift, but if we had HR now, I would be a millionaire. <laughs> I once get given a tiger thong that had a little kind of sound device in it. When it jiggled, it go. 
And that hey, what, take, I... take that, take no, that, Jeremy and June, and we will share su- a bed. It was by my superior at work, <laughs> and that, that night I wore it for her. A couple of years later, we get married. So there you go. Be careful. Be careful with your <laughs> secret Santa gifts. You never know what's oh, going to happen. Oh dear, we didn't need to know the detail there. <laughs> Just... God, that was like Simon Bates' tune. It was incredible. Oh, God. <laughs> And what, never, be- what a beautiful never, story. I have never heartwarming Christmas that was, tale. That was where my life peaked, standing there with a the tiger skin fog on. If, if Hallmark are listening, there's your movie for next Christmas. Done right there. Call it Tiger Pouch. We'll be in. Done and if dusted. My, if my wife is listening, I'm sorry, darling. <laughs> um... We will move on. Jerry Keen, he asks, what is the best sporting moment, event, or play you've ever seen across any sport? In person. It just says, what's the best sporting moment, play you've ever seen across any sport? Go in person. Okay, let's add an in person to it. In person. Um, Actually, do you know what? I'll start with this one because you will all remember it. Um, So the setting free kick by Lee Griffith. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which was right. So, and obviously they were shite and they never qualified. But that moment in time was brilliant. And it was quite interesting because there was a guy sitting next to me in the press box who was from Germany. Some German TV station were over. And Jamie will appreciate this because all sorts of random people turn up at hand once in a while. And the guy t- turned to me and the place is bouncing. And he says, This is amazing. And I went, Don't worry. There's still time to fuck it up. <laughs> and they did. So you jinxed his channels. No, as yeah, well, probably I did. But and let's be honest, you know, did that team deserve to go to the World Cup or the Euros or whatever they were trying to qualify for? No, they didn't. Armstrong uh, jinxed us. Armstrong. Uh, no, that, no, 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 no. They just fucked that, it up because they were shit. But that moment in that, time, was that game, superb. That game not ending in a win though is like one of the great sporting travesties because, <laughs> like, how how iconic that goal would be for the and it it, it it obviously it still is, but it got reduced by about ninety percent by what happened a couple of minutes later. It would be a hundred percent the most iconic Scottish goal of all time. It would be played up there alongside McFadden's against France, and yeah. Mm. Which I, was once, com- was once the, commented I, on by one of the members of this podcast. And I think it's probably a spoiler to the, the Paul, answer, the, well, Paul Mitchell's I'll, answer. I'll, I'll jump in just with an addendum to Charles and I was at the back row of the North Stand mm. and uh, when that goal went in, uh, we stopped celebrating, we looked around and there was a guy beside us hugging us that had no idea who he was. And then he got out, ran down, ran down six rows and then back to his seat. And he'd actually get thrown backwards six rows just with the sheer force <laughs> of celebration from that goal. That was superb. <laughs> Defied the laws of physics. Sorry. Um, I digress, somebody. I'd like to jump in. I've probably got two that stick out. I have Poulter pitching in at the Ryder Cup in 2018. 20- 14 at Glen Eagles to win the hole and eventually win the uh, win the tie that could have put Europe up and fairly unassailable against the uh, USA just around that green was absolutely insane and uh, Duhan van der Merva's try at Twickenham last this year, earlier this year that I think won try of the year um, watching that from amongst some um, very typical Twickenham inhabitants uh, up in the stand there was uh, an, an absolute delight. Me? Where shall I go? That's it. Um, Nothing I else was, has happened in sport. 
when uh, Champions League final at Hamden, I got the I got oh. a ticket. And uh, when Zinedine uh, Zidane volleyed in his superb goal for Real Madrid, I was in the pie queue waiting for a pie. And I missed it. <laughs> oh, isn't that it's like Gordon's that, story that of mine. being in the toilet no. in Mile High Stadium? That that is that is literally mine. That was, and I'd actually forgotten about it until he said I was in the pie stand. And I went, "Oh no, my best one's the fact that I missed the Mile High Miracle. Uh, <laughs> I missed the Mile High Miracle while being in the queue to pee." I think. I, so a really boring answer is McTominay's second against Spain in this past campaign. Being in Hamden for that because as soon as that goal went in, you went, "Oh shit!" Like we might actually win this game. But the other one is one that I watched with Cameron, we went to Scotland, England a couple of years ago and I'd never seen Scotland beat England in rugby in person. And just like Scotland winning the ball at the end and kicking the ball out, I have never celebrated, and, and watching the Ravens win two Super Bowls, I've never celebrated a sporting moment than Scotland winning that ball at the end of that game. Because just to watch Scotland beat England in a sport live in person was phenomenal. I think for me, something special is the fact that whenever we watch NFL, it's a very solitary experience. We're watching it in our own homes, usually late at night. And in Scotland, definitely when I was growing up, you would be ridiculed if people found out you liked American football. You'd People would shout hot, hot at you and kind of stuff. It's probably more accepted now, but for me then to have the ability to go over to Philadelphia when the Super Bowl was being played and to be in a, a bar full of Philadelphia fans as we won, I don't think that's something you could um, ever replicate. I don't know if you'll ever be in a bar full of Scotland fans in Scotland win the World Cup. Mm. I don't we can still dream. Yeah, I'm going to say like the most I the most I've personally celebrated a moment is probably that Scotland England game at Murrayfield because I've never seen us beat England, um, and I think that of of the rugby games you get to win, being England is up there, and it was such a turgid uh, event, and the seats that we were sitting in, we were surrounded by English folks, like it was genuinely Twickenham travelling support. Uh, me, Gordon, uh, and Roz, and and we're just stuck up the back of the stand, right in the corner, and just you know getting a bit of abuse all the way through. It was all in good temper, but an absolute brilliant moment at full time. I'm going to say though, and I can't believe I'm going to say this, genuinely the most like amazing bit of sport I've seen uh, was uh, the Hearts Hibs Derby, the four four game. I uh, was at that game. A friend of mine had a season ticket, wasn't going to use it for the second half of the season, offered it to me at the time. I couldn't afford to go up to Aberdeen at that point. He offered me a half-season ticket for 20 quid. I went, sure. The first game that I went to was that 4-4 game. The person next to me was another friend who was a massive jambo. Um, obviously, 4-2. Uh, Craig James scored and Grant Brebner scored, I think, in the 90th minute. And it was 4-2. And my mate was leaving. And I just said to him, I was like, wait, this isn't finished yet. Because it had been a crazy couple of minutes anyway. And then sure enough, Graham Weir scores twice in, in injury time. And from a football moment, in a game that's that big, that derby's big. Uh, and the people around me were just elated. And as a neutral, I was like, do you know what? What a moment to actually just be and enjoy. In that moment... <laughs> 
beautiful. Uh, and it was a beautiful sporting moment that I was able to enjoy because I was there to see it live in person. And genuinely, that I couldn't, I couldn't tell you anything from the rest of that season that um, that happened in any other game other than the guy that also sat next to us that we didn't know moaned about Andy Kirk in every single game uh, and for one game shouted abuse at Andy Kirk for 65 minutes uh, and then when Andy Kirk was subbed on as a substitute because he hadn't actually started the game the guy shut up for the rest of the game and that's the only two things that I remember out of that whole season ticket anyway. oh, that's, oh that's definitely Tynecastle aye you must have a play for us sir. you must have a play for us well when Cameron's alluded to the James McFadden goal in Paris which, which was just an outstanding moment uh, I mean some people might know this they might not but I was actually 20 minutes before kickoff. Uh, I went for a pee and then I was barred from going back up to the commentary position by the French security guard who'd waved me down to allow me to go and use the toilet in the first place. Um, so That's because he into... saw your gigantic knob. Yeah, I mean, he was obviously jealous, but... Um... Blah! No, <laughs> so, that, is, so... that is not a penis, sir. That is a baguette. <laughs> You're not allowed to bring your own food in. Uh, it... It's funny, that's exactly how he sounded. Um, so I basically nearly, was nearly in a fight 20 minutes before kickoff. Had to go out the, the stadium in through another exit and climb across um, to get into the position. Um, at the end of the game, I gave him the Alex Marshall salute as I left, um, w- which was memorable. But the goal itself was unbelievable. Um, being in the Superdome, watching the Saints play, was a was a personal highlight. Yeah, but, the but best you, were with, thing... you were with Cameron, though. I mean that that tainted it, Paul. Surely. <laughs> uh, well, Cameron even wore a Saints jersey, so I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Um, so so there's that. The best the best sporting play I've ever seen was watching my baseball team uh, play at Fenway Park in Boston. They turned an incredible double play, which is just it was one of the highlights of the whole season. I was lucky enough to be there. Um, and I stood up to applaud my team, um, much to the embarrassment of my family, because we were the only four Rays fans in the whole place, um, or at least I thought so. A guy came over to me afterwards and said his wife had shouted at him to sit down as well. Um, but for sheer sporting skill, and I was very close to the field, it was incredible. It was a play just past second base. The guy got it, flipped it behind his back. The guy caught it barehanded and threw the guy out at first for the double play. It was absolutely incredible in real real time. Um, so that would be that would be my sporting sporting highlights. A thirty seconds on baseball is the lowest moment in four years of the pitch cast. <laughs> <laughs> that was a minute. Have I got to explain this to you again, Gordon? God, it's getting tired. Do it offline, please. Oh. It's, the mo- it's the most exciting chat about baseball I've ever heard, to be fair. Welcome to the Sleepcast, where Paul bores actually... you to tears on a dark December night with double plays. Triple I can actually plays. I can actually relate to Paul's story there because I have actually witnessed Paul irate in a press box and I have actually had to talk him down from mm. his unfathomable anger. So, yeah, I, I, I fear for that person. There's <laughs> no team sheets at Livingston, Paul. Ah, unbelievably. And I mean, just that's not what I'm used to. What can I tell you? Uh, but yeah, that, I mean, that, that that thing in France, that was, that, that nearly got very, very ugly, um, both before and after the game. Uh, but what a night it was for Scotland. Uh, just, just tremendous. 
Moving on, Johnny Bailey has come in with a late question. If Gordon was to charter a private jet and put on it John Harbaugh and Stuart Kettlewell, and there was only one parachute and it ran out of fuel, who gets the parachute, Gordon? Gordon is not on the plane because that was covered last time. It was a pilot, surely. Has, well, hang on though. Has, has Johnny is Johnny aware of how, how Motherwell have played this season? Like, <laughs> uh, let's for for the sanctity of life, let's pretend that I am mulling this over for a couple of minutes. Had add in some like wait time music here. It's like we're on a call to a call center. We've been placed on hold, and then I come back and go. I, I, it's tough, but I'd probably have to say John Harbaugh. <laughs> so there you go. That's Ravens two for two because you picked um, Tucker over Swifty last year. So it's 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 clean. It's clean. Did, right? I, audit, did I choose? I, I was very drunk if I chose Justin Tucker <laughs> over Taylor last year. You did. Talking, you you picked shameful. Justin Tucker. That's, you said that... Your exact so, words were, he's a Hall of Fame kicker, and he's also quite a good opera singer. So because he can do both, <laughs> you're picking Tucker over Taylor Swift. Was this to right. sleep with or to murder? This was the, the parachute <laughs> out of the plane. Okay. Tell you what, uh, throwback to Jason Hoffman's question, worst take in the podcast in the past calendar year, seeing as it was technically... <laughs> Is that one? Was that... That's horrendous by me. Jesus Christ. Jordan Taylor Swift will not help you win a Baltimore Ravens game, but Justin Tucker will. It's true. She doesn't help a Kansas well, City Chiefs win I, either. So. Hang on, exactly. If we play the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game, I want her there in attendance. because <laughs> uh, Oh, God. Uh, Johnny also has a follow-up question, which is, who will win Defensive Player of the Year, and why is it TJ Watt? Uh, so it won't be, it won't be TJ Watt. It'll be uh, who will it Harrison. Be? I think it's probably going to be uh, no, probably Miles Garrett. I think will win should it. be Miles Garrett. Uh, probably. I I'm going to go complete homer take though after Monday night. Like Kyle Hamilton not being yes. one of the two three front runners for it is ridiculous. Mm. Phenomenal, phenomenal season he's having, and he's not going to get defensive. God, let's here. be honest. The only thing Hamilton has ever won was the B and Q Cup in nineteen ninety one. It just doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> I also said Harrison. It's Daniel Hunters who I meant to say, not Harrison. Don't know who Harrison even is. Uh, yeah, Kyle I'm Hamilton. Be, I'm going to be honest. A, a fake, a fake, a fake Harrison is as likely to win in uh, defensive player of the year than Daniel Hunter at this point in time. <laughs> Daniel Hunter has had a good season in a terrible team, and I always think that stands out better. And just suppose TJ Watts had a good year in a bad team. Anyway, yeah, Miles um, Garrett is the favourite. Micah Parsons in with a shout. The boy that keep kept catching and doing pick sixes. He's not even in the conversation, the right? Yeah, I know. The Rombolan too many too many times. Yeah, this is like this is like when the first couple of weeks of the season, everyone was getting very excited by Geno Stone at the Ravens, and then all of a sudden, the interceptions that were falling into his hands disappeared, and he wasn't playing that well outside of those few plays. Same things happened for Deron Bland. Yeah, your your fortune runs out on you. Okay, um, Reese News has another question. See if we can get an argument going. You get five tickets to the Super Bowl given to the podcast. You decide who stays home. Who's who are we ditching? Cameron, everyone in agreement, Cameron. 
But he it, controls I, the Stramash I, bank account, so that's a problem. Yeah, but how many times has he already been at the States? Come on. Every, yeah, every, oh, he's, he's probably every already there. Get a message, oh, I'm American. Right, I'll, 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 be, I'll oh, be controversial. Life. I'll be controversial. I'll give the five tickets to you five guys. And well, I, it'll be oh. much more fun because it means we can all get pissed. Exactly. <laughs> but, so, I, that makes me I, feel... No, that- let me finish. Let me finish. Uh, I would rather go to a championship game than a Super Bowl. Oh, for crying out loud. As in, it, the, it as in like Sunderland versus Middlesbrough or something like that. No, he wants to go <laughs> watch <laughs> Breed the Rovers versus Better watching the Bows. No, I just think the AFC or the NFC championship game in a stadium full of proper fans would be a much better experience than watching a Super Bowl with Hang too on. many plastic fans. How many, how many times I, have you been to a London game? How many times? Lots. But exactly, I'm, I'm, which is exactly like a Super Bowl audience, full of plastic fans. Okay, so <laughs> with a, one, you know, one, so, five. So, he also, he also so only does hospitality. So, exactly. you know, and like, this is the man who eats prawn sandwiches <laughs> at an NFL game on a regular basis. Don't give us that nonsense. You'd rather go and watch some shitey Scottish championship game than go no, to No, I'd the- rather watch the AFC or NFC championship game. But you, So you're saying you turn down the Super Bowl? If you would give me a championship ticket, yeah, absolutely. But that's not the question. I, I... No, yeah, there's no, the question, cha- there's no championship question here. That's right. There's no championship still, you, ticket. But the you five go, because quite frankly, at times you're insufferable, so fuck <laughs> off the lot of you. <laughs> I I would like to go with a Super Bowl. Well, so that's that's similar to my answer. Just to see Paul's face. Paul, this here is what you thought was crack. It's actually it's actually plaster of of Paris. (laughs) What crack actually is is what you had fifteen minutes ago in your hot dog, my friend. Thank you. You're far too kind. This this whiskey cask cider. If I can say it properly, it's starting to have an effect. The um, clearly, if cracks in your hot dogs, so this is this game is being played in Vegas as well, is what we've established. That's the only thing that we can add to that. Paul would be a nightmare in Vegas. Oh, you just lose him. (laughs) I've been to Vegas before. Right, Paul is definitely going to take you to a gun range, right? Paul is definitely going to say, I will never go to a strip club, and then you give him a beer, and then he's the person that books us the strip club. Paul is going to find out that, in fact, he is addicted to gambling, even though he's never gambled before in his life, and we'll have to kind of haul him off the blackjack tables. What else is he going to do when he's there? Oh, uh, we'll have some sort of... He'll he'll take us to a show, something kind of uh, Elton John-esque or... Uh, Celine Dion esque, one of the big kind of diva shows. You'll definitely take us to that. What Adele, do? and then suck the Soleil afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I draw the line at suck the Soleil. Come on, that is taking the piss. I also think he would give us very poor restaurant recommendations, and we'd, we'd be unhappy <laughs> with the food and the trip. <laughs> That's just a hunch, Paul. No, no evidence for that. Just a hunch. I've um, already told you, you five can go to the Super Bowl. That's fine. It's Excellent. fine. Gordon's Gordon's just dropped off, so I, we've got a clean sweep here. He's not even he's here, gone. so he's just. <laughs> how much? How much? Do you, right, the tickets obviously cost thousands and thousands of pounds, but like five grand for a ticket for the Super Bowl. Yeah. But how much do you think all sundries cost? So flights into that city will be jacked up. Hotels in that city will be jacked up. The bars will put their prices up. Paul, the hookers will put their prices up. How much? More expensive, do you think it would actually be to go to the Super Bowl? 
depends well, again, on where it is, right? Yeah, it depends where it is and how close you can. Well, it's only ever going to be five, it's, it's only ever five cities. They, yeah. they just rotate right. around five. So, uh, I, I still the argument is still I think the AFC or NFC Championship game would be a much better experience. Would you get tickets for those, Paul? Because I'm sure a lot of people re like the hospitality recirculates Super Bowl tickets, so you, you'll get them on the different markets, but. Would fans of a team that don't get to see their team in the championship game, would they even countenance putting their tickets back in a, a secondary market? Well, I mean, obviously Cameron, with all these contacts, would, would secure tickets for the Stramash podcast. Exactly. I, I'm, I mean, I'm yeah. surprised that you've not managed to get any already from a media perspective. I mean, if you can yeah. wangle your way into a Browns game, you can surely pull out the Super Bowl. The biggest yeah. game <laughs> Browns preseason game. Against the He's Lions. Selling, uh, game. Of course, he can get us to the Super Bowl. And frankly, well, I'm expecting. Do you know, I'm expecting do you know what? It. Do you know what the first step on the road to getting Super Bowl tickets is? If Cameron actually bothers to enter us for an award next year, all right. <laughs> if we actually could be bothered to, let's be honest. The people who listen to a podcast have the ability to enter us into this podcast if they so wish. I've got a podcast team. You lazy fuckers can do it too. Get it in. We need, we need else. Aim, aim more narrow <laughs> with our entries. We, we need to start off by entering the, the just just for Scottish NFL podcast and work our way from there. I think well, we even, might finish runner up. I there. think we might win something in the Scottish NFL podcasts. Pool. I don't know. You'd like I'm not taking so. it for granted. I'm not I, taking well, it for granted. I, I don't. I don't listen to our. NFL podcast is effectively, so I don't know how to compare as if we are any good or not. I don't know. Just, I think we need to go back. We need to defer to the Patreons on this because they clearly listen to about seventy-three podcasts a week, all of them. So they, I mean, they obviously rate us above every single podcast that they listen to about this glorious sport. So Patreons, sort it out, nominate us next year. We might win something. People might actually recognise we exist, yeah. and then we might have Use a chance your- of winning some media tickets. We Use might go to the Super Bowl and <laughs> Use your propensity for coming up with fake email addresses and use them to vote for us. Absolutely. <laughs> Channel this energy. Channel it for good. That would be can nice. We not, can we not just get Jamie on air in STV where we Stramash T-shirt that, that everyone notices, but his producers don't quite spot? He's got a Stramash polo shirt. I've never seen him wear on air, though. STV mm. have got the rights to show the Super Bowl this year, right? <laughs> He is wearing his NFL Scotland. It's beautiful. Listen, it, not, not only do STV or ITV have the rights, but, but the Stramash podcast will possibly also have the complete and utter adulterated access for people who are hard of hearing. And uh, I may be able to slip out a couple of, a couple of lines. <laughs> um, I think that we need to have an STV pre-Super Bowl show. Jamie, you got to make this happen. This is it. Like, there's got to be some STV exclusive pre-game chat that we can get done. Make, make, listen, Patreons, get on to the commissioner, whoever it is. Who's the commissioner at STV? Who's the person we need to, like, right. so um, I've, I, 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 As you would imagine, I've emailed the person, ITV, head of sport, <laughs> and I've emailed them about the NFL. And I think we could probably produce a far cheaper product than the production company that produces what's on ITV at the moment. Mm. And with, with, with Gordon, a bit more 
actual statistical <laughs> reference than just Jason and OC shouting at each we'll, other. We'll bring in Gordon, right? We'll get Scott Cooper. So we've got someone that's played the game uh, and we'll do a, a pre-Super Bowl show. It'd be tremendous. How do we make this up? Usually military says, get on to the right people. This yes. is what we need to do. The booze is Petition. going no. to my head. Jesus Christ. <laughs> right. Um, I think this is pretty much at the end of our questions. Does anyone here have any questions that they want to add? Can I go to the Where's toilet? Gordon gone? Where's yeah, where's Gordon? Gordon? <laughs> Gordon. Gordon's, Gordon knew the quiz was coming up, and he shat it, and he's ran. So I will let uh, you I think this is time for a pause and a refill, yeah. and then... Pause. Yes. We will pause and refill. <laughs> right, that's the questions done and dusted for another year. You could breathe easy. Well, the questions that have come from others. Now the attention turns to the questions. Just read it called that. That was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a fair amount to drink, right? Um, uh, <clears throat> more than Paul, anyway. Paul, Paul how, how, is, how are you slinking further and further down <laughs> in sheer incredulity? I don't think you can get any lower, my friend. I'm just so relaxed having drunk half a pot of cider, yeah. yeah. This is it. Yes, I found, found out what crack uh, really is. Yeah, Paul's, absolutely. Devastated. Paul's best. Right. Mm. That's the questions from the listeners done and dusted with. Now we turn our attention to the questions from Charles as it's quiz time. Yay. Excellent. So, right, you're all ready to go. Just about before we get into this, I did say at the top, I do have a very hmm. special uh, advantage gainer here that I'm, I, I've turned my attention to. We've gone up a level What's on the that? drinking to make sure that I'm super sharp and on the ball. I've got myself uh, an espresso martini that I'm currently enjoying and supping from a nice. lovely sh- Sorry, Hobbs, sorry. Hobbs Sup- stimulant. Supping. Oh, supping. Supping. Jesus, to lap it. Nonce, that's the most nonce-worthy thing anyone has said in the history of this podcast. <laughs> supping. <laughs> supping from my espresso martini. You are disgusting. Paul, how did you cope in a hotel room with him? <laughs> uh, I, I didn't give him any espresso martinis that was for sure it just goes to show you can sell anything to anyone what we'll do is we'll put some espresso and martini all together and we'll sell it to Cameron who'll stick his tongue into his drink which is just the most wild thing going yeah, could, Thanks, you, could, you, could you stop sticking your tongue in your drink and enable screen sharing please I, I'm lapping it like George Galloway in the Big Brother house honestly this is magnificent <laughs> I was. I'm going to be honest. Screen sharing is where I'm going to get fucked from my internet in this. This is where my 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 three year reign as the podcast quiz king is coming to a crushing so can, end. So my question is: anything. Can you see? Can you see the screen? Can you see what's popping up on your screen from no. deepest darkest calendar? No, you can't. Right now I cannot. Right. No. So do you want me to? I what I can do. Oh. 
Unfair advantage. No, no, no. Why oh, I can... anyway? It doesn't matter. Well, I could do. Anyway. I could. We I can't could... see him googling. He's on his camera. Go... On. Well, I trust you all. Anyway, <laughs> implicitly, I, I would never think anyone would cheat on this podcast. What I could do is. I what... clearly don't. I don't get anything right. That's because he imagined cheating in this quiz. There's a level of like grimness in life. What I could do is WhatsApp him the PDF of the quiz. I think that's fair. So, so you could, but. That's not really going to help me because <laughs> I I don't have uh you're going to like 4G 4G don't have 4G here otherwise I'd be um oh, for crying out loud using you know that on my right phone. well I'm going to try I'm going to see if I can send you the details as a document Johnny you, you do email all... me and see if I can does Ian do audio description in his line of work as well <laughs> yeah. yes yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Just okay. now, our elderly gentleman is currently licking his drink like he was embarking <laughs> on a sexual escapade with an abandoned dog. I've actually got I, quite a lot of it in my beard, which is not a side effect I wanted. I, I would like to point out... Wiping his beard of dog <laughs> speculum. <laughs> I'd just like to point out that nobody pulled Gordon up on his humble brag about winning the quiz for the last three years, which was a beautiful, humble brag. So can I just uh, check? For which I applaud him. That was has, wonderful. Has anyone ever won the quiz other than Gordon? No. Really? I don't, no. Even, I don't even remember partaking in it. <laughs> <laughs> I tend to be lucky to come last. <laughs> hey, um, that's my job. Come on. <laughs> Um, I've, I've now been. This, this Sharon is working. I can see this now. So you can see where uh, the house that Cameron is buying. Where is are you staying? Charles, Charles, where where are you staying, Garden? Time. I, I think it's like so. Are we arrived time time I think we find out why the internet signal like shit. When it's fucking derelict. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. <laughs> It might so, be the least of your problems tonight, based on the photos we're seeing. But you know, no. Well, you you've all seen it. So it's been it's been parts of it at least have been done up, but we've not seen it in light yet because we arrived and it was dark. So <laughs> does, it, does, it, does it have a roof? Please, yes, please we, arrive the, the after inside. dark. <laughs> it's really let yourself, let yourself in through the window. <laughs> right now, I can share a screen. Shall we go? Yeah, because I think I think yes, I might please. see it, and, and if and if this doesn't work, then yeah, okay. Oh, we can see the see answers. It. We can oh. see the answers. No, you can't see Head the play. answers. It's fine. It's no, fine. No, slight, no, I slight. can't see the answers because the file he sent me was thirty-seven megabytes. <laughs> I do not have the time to download thirty-seven megabytes. Slate two looks like Carol Vorderman. We all hope and pray. It's, Car- it's Carol Vorderman. Yes, of course, it's Carol Vorderman. Um, that's she's hoping that Gordon wins again. I just, I just like the fact that me and Taylor Swift have mutual respect. That's, that's yeah. good. I, <laughs> she I hope thinks she you're wins wonderful. awards. She hopes I win this. Great. So much it respect. Mr. Mass twenty twenty three festive quiz. It is not the Christmas quiz. It's the festive quiz. Oh, oh we've gone. Paul, we've, we've gone. gone walk. Paul's we've gone walk. Paul is furious right now. <laughs> so. Round one, the season so far. Um, question number one in round one: How many players have won have worn zero during the current NFL season? 
This, of course, was the first year um, that you could wear zero on your shirt for reasons unknown. How many players have worn zero during the current NFL season? Okay. Are you giving us a choice or... Just just answer the fucking question. I think it's below below 32, Paul. (laughs) I'm... I yeah, presume, you, you. I presume you've you all got a pen and paper handy. I should have said that. Yes, right. Okay, excellent. Um, do they have pens and paper in calendar, Gordon? Uh, I'm using notepad on my computer <laughs> rather than a pen and paper. Oh dear. A chisel and the wall, um, based on the photos that we saw. I wouldn't would do that. Also, the wall would fall it, down. It also turns out I was incorrect. We do have wine glasses here. They are just in the cupboard next to the DVD player, which makes perfect sense if you think about it. Yeah. yeah. Question number two. DVDs for your DVD player? (laughs) Friend of the podcast, Mr. Kevin Harlan, celebrated his 500th broadcast this season. Which two teams played in that historic game? Legend that is Kevin Harlan. Question number three. Which legend did Aaron Rodgers pass on the all-time list of starting quarterback victories this season? You're looking what? confused, Cameron. And so because he gets a victory in the first game. Correct. Cool. He, he, I told you he was a knob. Question number four. Which NFL team in 2023 became the first to win a regular season game in four different countries? Jamie's got the mouth expression there. I think I think he thinks he knows. Mm. Question number five. There he is. The turnover machine or backup quarterback god that is Josh Dobbs has signed for how many different NFL franchises? There you go. That's round one. Now it's round Jesus. two. Are we scoring round one first? No, 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 no. We'll just go right, straight okay, through. Fine. We'll go straight through. Fine. We'll rattle through. We've been going for about six hours already, so let's just keep moving. Um, round two is known as Swifties. These could be questions about um, the Kansas City Chiefs groupie known as Taylor Swift or the legendary running back DeAndre Swift. <laughs> <laughs> Question one: What is the Chiefs' record this season with Taylor Swift watching in the stadium? This was discussed earlier in the podcast. Oh, was the record actually shared? I don't know, but I bet someone knows. <clears throat> anyway, what is the Chiefs' record this season? Is she a blessing or a curse? Question number two: The Andre Swift has how many rushing yards this season to the nearest 10 yards? And that is at time of recording on Thursday the 28th of December. So if you're listening to this next Tuesday, then it doesn't count. Question number three. We're not going to get stung by any copyright claims again with these pictures. Um, no, because no one's seeing this except okay. we are. 
And anyway, it's all right. Cameron looks after that kind of thing. So yeah, yeah. I'll just but, wash my hands on it. But part of me likes Cameron being in legal trouble. No, no, it's like. Well, yeah, <laughs> there's plenty of time for you to get him into legal trouble before the end of the year. We're still. We are not using any of these images. It's fine. <laughs> Um, question number three who won the Super Bowl the year that Taylor Swift achieved her first US number one single how the hell are you all meant to know the answer to that that's the point <laughs> I, I don't know that God, you don't know that no that's I don't terrible. I, like, I terrible, don't know terrible. what year the what year is it now this is 2023 you live in Scotland and your name is Ian See, I'm gonna have to pick a team. <laughs> the, the, pick one that's won the Super Bowl. Ideally, one that's won the Don't Super Bowl. Don't pick the Lions. Century. You've got. I mean, if you pick the Patriots, you've got half a chance. Let's be honest. <laughs> Question number four: DeAndre Swift was traded from the Lions earlier this year. How many games did Detroit win in his three seasons there? Oh Jesus. <laughs> And there was Paul thinking that this round would be all about Taylor Swift. I've not had much of my espresso martini. I need to. Well, I would. I would jug it. Question five. I, I, I need to get in round two in the Swifties round. What is the geographical link between Taylor Swift and DeAndre Swift? All right. Are you ready for round three? The famous stats round. Name this season's league leaders in the following categories. The longest completed pass. Interceptions. Passes for first downs. Who's had the most? Field goal percentage. Minimum five attempts. That one's back for another year. And the league leader in tackles. If you can scribble down five names. I should have said at the top that every question is worth two points. Um, I may be generous and give you one point if you get halfway towards the answer. Because that will so be longest completed pass. So the longest who is who has completed the longest pass in the league this season? Who has the most interceptions? Who has completed the most passes for first downs? Who has completed? Uh, who's got the highest field goal percentage with a minimum of five attempts? So it doesn't doesn't include the uh, linebacker for the Houston Texans. He doesn't count. And who has the most tackles in the league? Have you managed to download the answers yet, Gordon? <laughs> I didn't even try because I assumed if I pressed download, it would drop me out of this call. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Aye, right. Round number four. Jesus Christ. Why are you swearing? Because it's DK Metcalf running in a race. No, it's Cause... not. It's the surprise. DK Metcalf, Olympic speed tribute round. Uh. <laughs> Every answer and question in this round is either about speed or the Olympics and may or may not feature DK Metcalf. This is not this is not fair because we've already discussed Paul knows a lot about amphetamines. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Question number one. What was DK Metcalf's 100 meter time mm. during his attempt to qualify for the Tokyo Olympics? Jesus, who, who cares? This isn't. This is the Stramash festive quiz. It's a See if I get this right, I'm never going to live it down. <laughs> oh, the fanboy. Did you, not hear the, did you not hear the poem at the top? He's in your Christmas stocking. <laughs> Do you want it in seconds or knots? <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you wish to answer nautical miles, that's fine. Question number you, two. Are, hang on, are you willing to round question one in this round? To the nearest, uh, to the nearest point one. Well, oh. Char Charles, we already had a discussion about. If you PFF. get it, if you get it smack on the nose, you get a bonus five points. Yeah. We can't have someone from yeah PFF cutting us to the, yeah. Uh, they wouldn't do that. We'll see. I'll judge it. I'll judge it when the answers come round. Uh, question number two. Lamar Jackson is officially the fastest quarterback in the league. He is 20-1 and one against NFC opponents. Which NFC team did he lose to? I almost made I this question I... for Gordon. Horrible question. We don't know if he is the fastest because he didn't run a 40. Correct, but he has been timed as fastest and it's my quiz. And my by who? By who? Gordon? By me, fuck off. <laughs> don't mess, don't mess with the quizmaster. Question number three: Who has clocked the fastest speed in the NFL this season, according to Next Gen Stats? Well, you just said it was Lamar Jackson. You told us you timed him. I didn't. Read the question. No. Question number four. Gold medal winning gymnastics legend Simone Biles follows which NFL team? Mm. That definitely falls into the who gives a shit category, but we'll, we'll guess. I told name. you that the round was about speed or the Olympics. Also, her husband has famously been named Simone Biles' husband in the past week. Yeah. yeah I, saw a, I saw a story on that somewhere. So if you get this wrong, you've just not been paying attention. If only you've been paying attention. I don't pay attention to these things. That's the problem. Pop culture, uh, Paul. You're missing out. I, no, I'm not. <laughs> but I don't pay attention to it. Um, uh, question number five. Former Cowboys wide receiver Bob Hayes is the only athlete in history to do what? This is going back a little. Next question. It's not Taylor Swift, is it? Or was that a different round? No, you missed that. <laughs> he has not done Taylor Swift. Certainly, I hope for his sake. Uh, round five is the final round. And this is, of course, the round where we reflect on our misdemeanors on the podcast throughout the year. But jeez. <laughs> Oh jeez! <laughs> oh, that's just so good. I've just eaten. <laughs> oh. All I'll say is, um, this is the point where I say I'll tell the Patreons that once this podcast drops live, I will WhatsApp put on the WhatsApp chat the PDF which Gordon has received <laughs> and can't download because it's thirty-nine megabytes, um, and you will be able to see thirty-seven. Sorry, you will be able to see the pictures for round five. 
I'm, 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 the fact that I'm not, not, I'm not actually physically represented in this montage. Neither am I. Disgraceful. I, am, I I mean, am I meant to be Jameis Winston or Ray Lewis? I thought you were hiding behind camera and that's why he's smiling. <laughs> Because if I was to assume the role of either disgusting Paul or sexually arousing Gordon, I would take both of them on with a plum. <laughs> I'm assuming that Cameron's are plums already covered, but that's another can story. We, can we talk about there, there's two clear talking points from the image of me and Ray Lewis. One, uh, like get alive. The level, the level of well, okay, three talking points. One of alive. <laughs> two, two. There's a little bit too much tip on my right hand side for my liking if I'm perfectly honest looking back at this <laughs> and three like for all the chat in this podcast about you know Cameron competing in an NFL pass there's a fucking Hall of Fame NFL linebacker and he's not that much taller than me he's that's the thing I was thrown from it I'll be honest he's not that tall but you also do look like you're on your tiptoes though I, I, I don't think so my takeaway from this is I think he's like 6'1 is what his listed height is he's not 6 foot no. <laughs> so, so Gordon, during during the the said calendar, you you also met one of the best run stuffing defensive tackles in recent NFL history. At any point when you met Hollis Thomas, did you think, yeah, I could seal block him? Uh, no, I did not. At any point in that discussion, <laughs> I could seal block him. <laughs> oh dear. I was more interested about how big that telly was behind Gordon's head, but anyway. Did um, you steal one of those Ravens kind of placards? Because they would No, but I wish cool. I did, though. I wish I did. <laughs> the good in, good in your toilet. Yeah. Was Ray happy to meet you? <laughs> no. So, like, the, the best... I think I think we talked about this in the podcast at one point. Like, this was the most, like, formal... Like, you walk up, he shakes your hand, he, he turns you around to face the camera, they take your picture, you leave. It was the most conveyor belt thing of, like... And someone else was like, yeah, I tried to kind of say hello and like, oh, I think you're great. And he was just like, oh, that's great. Thanks. Let's take the picture, buck off and move on to the next person. Did it shatter your illusions in your dreams? Yeah, you should have said something that actually meant something to him. Like, I don't believe you murdered them. So, yeah, I mean, I was going to say, it's 2023. I think my my illusions have been shattered about Ray Lewis long before now. So I don't think I went into this with any any kind of, oh, this is going to be the most amazing don't experience meet, of my life. Don't meet your heroes, Gordon. No. Don't meet them. Create new ones. That jacket looks pretty flammable. <laughs> See, I get, I get, I get lucky, Gordon. I, I, I mean, I was really nervous the first time I met Paul, but he turned out to be a great guy. Just, just one of the kindest, warmest oh, people dear. I've ever met. I got lucky with meeting my hero there, but oh, Jim Leighton, Jim Leighton is my hero from Scottish football. And so many people have said to me, "No, he's really grumpy." Um, Brian Dawkins, American football, I thought he was great, but people have said to me, "No, no, Dawkins could be a bit difficult." So I think it, it genuinely is difficult. To, but we, when we were spent time with Hollis, he was like one of the nicest guys you would ever meet. So you create new heroes by actually meeting these people in real life and understanding how nice they actually are. But Jamie Borthwick, there's the stories we've heard about him, especially around <laughs> the, the, the toilets in Queen Street in Glasgow, are horrific. But you meet Jamie in perfect person and he's like one of the nicest guys you could ever meet. Mm. I was just about to say that was really heartwarming. It was like the end of an episode of Captain Planet until you launched into <laughs> that. 
<laughs> Jimmy actually, Jimmy, Jimmy genuinely is one of the nicest people you could ever meet. That's not. That's not. A, he's got no place on this podcast. To, to be fair, we the should, picture, the, the picture on the montage would suggest otherwise. But uh, <laughs> I think it's just reaction to seeing the picture to his left. <laughs> anyway, let, yeah, let's let's not dwell on the picture on the left hand side. I had to put that up. So whoever um, created that, by the way, seriously, you're fucking banned. You're not. You're not. <laughs> I think they've done you a service because what it's been meant is this year I can keep my clothes on because I think I have a vague memory of me taking my top off during the quiz last year. Um, so because we've seen that Stramash After Dark logo, we'll uh, we'll move on. For anybody yeah. that's listening right, to this okay. that is unfamiliar with what we're looking at, this is terrible content. We apologise. Horrific. We will share that's, what that's we why can. We'll, that's why the Patreons are lucky. They, they pay five, They pay however much they pay I, to get I, a picture of this. Paul's sucking the You can't see can Paul's I... mouth. You can just see his nose. <laughs> this is the, the famous hot takes or not takes round. Um, who said the following on the podcast this season? This feels like it'll be a big Marquez Valdez Scanling or Sky Moore game. I mean, who the fuck would say that? Seriously. <laughs> the Saints will be the number two seed in the NFC. The Carolina Panthers will win the NFC South. Dear me. Here's one that actually really came, I think came true. Josh McDaniels will be the first head coach to be fired. Forgotten who the fifth person is. The Packers can start 4-1 and one and they'll be then in a very good place. Tampa Bay will have the second worst record in the league. So those are six takes that we all made at the start of the season. Who made them? So it's the, your basic join the dots. There were some belters last year. I went into the quiz from last year to find out how bad some of the takes were and... Um, I'll be, I'll be honest, this is a copy and paste job from last year, except it's better. <laughs> Some of the takes last year were atrocious. So, these aren't much better. However, for the first time ever, there is a take in here that actually came true. So, my theory on that is that actually, we're getting better. Which so is it one, one? Is it one from each of us, or is there somebody said um, two? No, there is, there is um, most of us are featured in this. So this comes down to how much have you... Do you remember about all the shit you talked and how much have you listened to previous pods? Shit, I just wrote Gordon times five. I just wrote Cameron well, four times. There's six quotes, so the two you fucked up <laughs> right away. So. <laughs> I will give this away. One person is mentioned twice. <laughs> Which means one person is not mentioned at all. <laughs> okay, dokie. So I'll leave that there with you, and I think it is time for a pee break, and then we, after the break, we can have the answers. We'll be back after these messages. Thanks for listening to those adverts. Every single one you listen to helps fund Stramash the Podcast. Charles, now it's time to turn to you with the answers. Thank you. Are we sure that there are actually adverts on this podcast? No, if not, then everyone's benefited. We'll call it a Christmas miracle. Right, okay. What did you take in the toilet, camera? Because you came back quite animated. 
<laughs> He's downed his uh, espresso martini in one. Oh dear. Yeah, it's gone. Uh, right. Okay. So round one. Uh, the season so far. There we are with our picture of Tommy's agent. Um, question number one. How many players? Before I before we go on, two points per answer. Oh. If you get oh. if you get it right, it's two points. If you get it wrong, it's zero unless you can make an appeal and I might be persuaded otherwise, all right? We're playing for safeties. Yes, correct. Right. Two points per answer. How many players have worn zero during the current NFL season? Any guesses? I can't see I said, you, by the way. I said 23 because that's my lucky number. I said I guess, exactly I guess 23 12. as well. You said 23 as well. What? See, it's 23, Jamie. Oh, I, I don't feel like we've seen that many. I so went with seven. 12. Seven. I said I said twenty six because that would take the amount of bludgeon strikes I think it would take to kill Cameron. <laughs> well, it's only, it's only three. The correct answer is twenty two. Oh, a one pointer. Good for being within one. Do you know what, Jamie no. and Cameron? You get a point for being one out. Be yes. Yes. Uh, it's okay. It's all right. It's all right. We're, we're flexible scoring here. The, 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 <laughs> VAR judges turned a blind eye. McGinnis right. is on the ropes after question one. McGinnis yeah, doesn't know if he's on the ropes because he doesn't know if he'll last the whole, all the answers. I think you'll find, Cameron, it's only three strikes to your cranium, but 26 <laughs> strikes to your crotch. Oh, all right, okay, fine. Um, right, okay. Question there's another pod. Yeah, that's fine, another conversation. Let's keep going. Question, friend, question number two. Friend of the Stramash podcast, Kevin Harlan, the legend, celebrated his 500th CBS broadcast this season, but which teams played in that historic game. The Canton Bulldogs versus the Decatur Staleys. <laughs> it, uh, it was Texans Bengals, wasn't it? That's why I have Texans Bengals. Texans Bengals. The correct answer was Texans yes! Bengals. They all cheated to know that. They all cheated. No I... way. <laughs> I knew that Paul would know. That's a sort of shit. I only know because I... To. I emailed Kevin after this to say congratulations. Um, also, um, I emailed him recently to say that uh, we did a survey and people said their favourite, when we did What's Your Favourite Thing of the Podcast, and the number one thing that came out was the Kevin Harlan episodes. So I've emailed him to say, listen, just so you know, you probably don't care, but this is the top thing that's come out of all the feedback of all the 250 episodes we've done. You come out number one. Uh, Kevin has actually said if we would like to do something with him during the postseason, he'd be up for doing something. So yeah, Kevin, Kevin really? also really? said, when I do something in the postseason, I must have Ian on the broadcast as well. I like the way he. <laughs> I tell you what, politics. <laughs> I tell you what, that's the last time we speak I... to Kevin Harlan. Will be. In the... <laughs> I, I I wonder whether we should invite him on the Pishcast next Christmas. Oh, geez, definitely not. We should actually. We should do a Pishcast whereby. We're in person, but we dial in people. So we dial in Kevin Harlan. Oh, yes. We dial in Jamie Gillen. Listen, listen. Uh, I, I, but, but just leave voicemails, like really offensive voicemails for them. All, yeah. all six of us, all six of us, and everyone who listens to the podcast knows that Hollis Thomas would immediately be on any form of podcast <laughs> whatsoever. Yeah. Oh. And we would get the entire story of everything that's ever happened controversial <laughs> in the NFL. He would tell us all. Oh dear! Right, that's, right. There, there we go. That's our ambition for 2024. Excellent. 
Right, question number three. Which legend in the NFL did Aaron Rodgers pass on the all-time list of starting quarterback victories this season? As you pointed out, Cameron, Rodgers did register uh, a QB starting victory this year, even though he only played four snaps. Which legend did he pass on the all-time list? I said Marino. Jim Kelly. Good guess. Any more guesses? I said Brett Favre. Mmm. Marino. Oh, look at that. Oh, uh, Marino. Oh, that's did that's why we only saw Paul's nose because he was. Did you get that right, Paul? Googling with his. Uh, no, it's written down. It's written well down. done. Good stuff. Well, at least you got two points there, Paul. Well done. I put Montana. It was a complete and utter guess. Right, question four. Which NFL team in 2023 became the first to win a regular season game in four different countries? The Chiefs. Yep, the Chiefs. Correct answer is the Kansas City Chiefs. They have now won a game in the USA, UK, Mexico and Germany. And question number five. Josh Dobbs has now signed for how many different NFL franchises? Get Paul to answer first because he's leading. I guess nine. I've no idea. I said four. Seven. I guess. Am I, am I coming through okay? Yeah, yeah. You are. We're just but ignoring I guess you. seven. No, but I, I don't think I could. So I said Marino before Paul did, and it didn't come through. And then it was <laughs> like, oh, that's that's an okay guess. And then Paul said Marino, and all of a sudden Charles was like, oh, it's a great guess. So I, I guess seven. And you got Marino, so you're bobbing up your uh, your score in the in the deepest, darkest highlands. Okay, uh, so, so you've got right. seven for this. Correct answer is indeed seven. Yes, I got one right. Steelers, well done, Jaguars, Browns, Lions, Titans, Cardinals, and the Vikings. And I think he signed for the Browns twice as well. That? Some some of those he signed for them twice. I think so yeah, he signed right. for multiple teams twice. I'm mm. sure. Well, that's why that's how I got nine. Is that not what you meant? No, he's how many different franchises has he signed for? Ah, uh, not not the number of times. It was just a bit vague. No, <laughs> no it was a it was a good question. You just it was a good question. You just didn't read the question. It's they said okay, that Charles. It was just your fault. Yeah, it's all right. Obviously. Don't worry about it. So Round we should two. get well, we should get the scores as we are right now. Uh, we can, we? Yeah, we can go back. So the scores on the doors. Um, two points per question. How many points have you got after the first round? Two. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, well, you're off better than zero. What have you got, Jamie? One. Oh, dear. And then it's me on five, I think. And then it's Gordon. Well, hang oh. on, hang on. How are you on five? Because it was two points per... Because I got, got one. You got, you got a point at the start. Because I was oh, just right. three. This okay, is okay, round okay, one, okay, and Cameron sorry. and Gordon are already bickering. <laughs> That's how competitive <laughs> the are. Me and Jamie but... are just sitting back. We don't care. <laughs> I'm we on. Can... I'm on eight. I didn't get. I got the first You're on one. Eight. Eight. You're on no. eight. <laughs> you on eight. So the you got was, two. Did you get two there? there? So you got two there. Did you get two there? I got two there. I got two for the Chiefs. I got two for Marino, and I got two for Texans Bengals. And Paul's also on eight. Wow. Well, I'm on six. Well, I'm oh. on six. What did you get wrong? Uh, one and. The first... Uh, the last one, I got the number of times he'd signed, not the oh, franchises. Ah, okay, right, okay. Well, there you go. That's the you googled the wrong thing, Paul. That's what <laughs> must must be. <laughs> right, Swifties round. 
Um, our favourite um, groupie slash running back round. Um, how, what is the Chiefs' record this season with Taylor Swift watching in the stadium for two points? Got to get it right. So I, I think I think I need to answer first because I am the the resident Gee. Swiftie of the yeah. podcast. I am not certain I'm right in the number of games. I think they've won five, and I went for three losses. But I'm not I'm not certain if it's like three or two. I think I might have too many games. But I went five and three. Paul. I've got five and two. Cameron? I went two and three. <laughs> Not much faith in Taylor Swift. Because I think she doesn't go to every game. I think she's been, she been way more than that, though. I think she's been to seven or eight, I think it is. And they've, have they played? So that's every game at home. No, no she's been to away oh, games. Oh, fuck. I have misread she... this and thought it was home games. So there we go. That's where I fucked up. She went she uh, oh, she well. went to she went to Lambo. Yeah. She knows she knows. She knows that's the place to be. Um, no, it's not going two and three, so I've screwed it, but never mind. The correct answer is that she's been to seven games and they are ah, four fuck. and three. <sighs> oh, we're they both are... wrong. Okay. Do we get four a point? Do we get a point for either number being correct? No. No. Ah uh, what? Do you get a point for the correct number of games she's attended? No. No. No, because you got the answer wrong. Yeah, but they got the answer wrong for the zeros, but they they got they No, got but they were very they were one out and there was both of them I'm, and I wanted to make Jamie, Jamie feel like he had got off to a good start. I'm, I'm, I got seven games and it was one out. Well that's really all no. I'm gonna have. Uh, no, Quizmaster says no, so deal with it. She's they're four and three. They were four and two before the weekend. And unbelievably they lost to the Raiders. So they're four and three. Um DeAndre Swift has how many rushing yards this season to the nearest ten? I know he's close to getting a thousand. Um, yeah. he needs just over a hundred in the next game. So I went for eight forty. I think he's higher than that. 50. Sorry. I went nine nine fifty is what I went for. I've, I've got, got 870. Oh! I've done it again. Spooky. I went, I've gone way higher, so probably wrong. I've gone 990. I thought I was going to put him over oh, 1,000. Oh, 988! <laughs> oh, well. Look at that. Well done, Cameron. I was going to put over 1,000, and then went, I'm sure I would have been more about it if that he happened. He is, so I, went, I think, I'm... I believe he's fourth in the rushing yards table. I have him in one of my fantasy teams, so I'll... 988 was... yards as of recording on the 28th of December. I think so he... the, the stat that I saw, that if things work their way, the Eagles can have a 4,000-yard passer, 1,000-yard rusher, and two 1,000-yard receivers. It's pretty impressive. They're, uh, they're also, what's amazing they're is also... Christian McCaffrey's done all of that, and he's only one player. Hey. The, well... They're also the Eagles are also the only franchise who have had a five minute soliloquy on the podcast blaming the officials for every single play. In the game. I would like to I would like to counter that by saying the last game against the Giants, Jalen Hurts actually walked forward uh, at the snap and there was no um, false start called. He it should have been forward and there should have should been. Have been. So, yes. Yeah. And um, Sidney Brown's hit on the quarterback was disgraceful, and if he was ejected from the game, I would have been. I, I would agree with that. You don't hit the quarterbacks when they're sliding like that. Right. Let's move on. Um, 
Question three in the Swifty round. Who won the Super Bowl? The year that Taylor achieved her first US number one single. I feel like you have to answer Patriots for this. Just because based on like most Unless you average, know it's not averages, right, I guess. Yeah. They, they won they won most of the Super Bowls around <laughs> then. I said Giants here. So what was that, Ian? I said Giants. I think it was a giant. Very good. I saw it. There, <laughs> there he is. I've got no, I've got nothing oh, between three questions on this. I one. said so. I put Packers here because I thought Packers 2011 would have been your shameless shoehorning of the Packers in. No. I was one year out. That was close. No, 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 no. Oh no. no! I know. I know. I found a shameless Packers shoehorn later. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've got. I think I might have the same one. <laughs> do, do you know what her first US number one single was, Gordon? I don't even uh, know who, who she is. Let alone what. I I'm guessing it was Love Story. No, that was about 2008. Oh, so this was that was not a Love earlier. Story that famously didn't get to number they probably, one. I think the Giants won that year as well. To be fair, but uh, <laughs> uh, it was. Uh, we was are never before? ever ever <laughs> ever getting back together. Back together. Was that on it? Was that her first US number one? Correct. That was also her first song where I was like, ah, oh, she's not as bad as I thought she was. And now I'm... Now you wouldn't give her a parachute over Justin Tucker. And here we are. Well, I think he'd be giving Justin Tucker a parachute because he's got zero out of three in this round so far. <laughs> I'm, str- I'm struggling in this round. This is not... DeAndre is not Swift traded from the Lions earlier this year to the Eagles. How many games did Detroit win in his three seasons there? I said nine. It's more than that because they won a lot last year. I... I th- I went 17. Ooh, I've got 13. I've got like 16. Nine, they won nine last year. I've so gone 15. Was it nine last year? Uh, I went 15. So, do you know what? I love 16. the fact that as a Swifty, you know more about DeAndre than you do about Taylor. 17 games. <laughs> Brilliant. So they went 5 and 11 and 3 13 and 1, at which point they binned Matt Patricia, quite rightly. And then nine and eight also, last year. You're, you're telling me I know more about uh, him, and it probably isn't going to really stand against that. If I get <laughs> the next question wrong, it's going to be one of my worst moments in this podcast because I am. <laughs> this is the next question is the answer I am most confident in on this. So I'm going to tell you the answer now, and if I'm wrong, okay. Question five: sure. What is the geographical link between Taylor Swift and DeAndre Swift? Gordon. They were. They were both born in Pennsylvania. Please tell me I'm right. They are both born in Pennsylvania. There we go. Wait, 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 wait. That is not the only geographical link. I have two others. I have two others. You and I are going to match up. Go on then. Cameron, you tell me if you've got the same one as me. I think you do have. Okay. Both were arrested for solicitation in Michigan. Cameron, you have that one? I do. I do. I've actually got another one as well. Both of their favourite mountains in Scotland is Shahalian. Um And I think that that is definitely something that ties the two of them together. And I would like you to disprove either. I'm not going to disprove either, but you're not getting any points for it. <laughs> I, I, hang on. I put, they both live in the United States of America. It's geographical <laughs> and it ties them no. and it's true. Yeah, but that's not the point of the quiz. You're not supposed this- to be... You're not yeah, supposed to, je- to to question the quizmaster. This is a specific think, question. Is there's some vagueness, Cameron? Here. I think you'll also find that uh, the most difficult mount in Scotland for Taylor Swift was actually Paul Mitchell. 
I don't know what to say. Please, somebody please in the Daily Record listen to this and look at the romantically with the Taylor Swift. Oh dear. Right. Round three. Let's move on. I've given myself two points I for am. them. Both oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The so, right, okay. No, so no. you get you, no, you don't get any points yeah, for that, Cameron. Why? No, you you don't get any points for that. I'm giving myself points. one. Gordon gets two one points point. for that. I'm getting two points for that. Gordon gets two points for that. What did no. Jamie get? Where, Jamie, where are you in this? In, the, in he, that round, I got he four. Got, he got the Giants, yeah. You, oh. Yeah, you, here you go. I got Pennsylvania as well. Pennsylvania as well. Mitchell? Two points. Two points. Cameron got the 990 yards, so... So I got three total. Three? Wh- wh- where'd you get the single point? Because they both lived in America. No, no it doesn't count. No. Claiming a point you can't have that. That's total is... nonsense. You're in danger of being disqualified, or at least being penalised <laughs> 10 yards. Fine, I will be the bigger person here, and I will say I got two I points. I know you're that's desperate not, to win. That's not being the bigger person. It's, just... it's being <laughs> the bigger person. <laughs> you're cheating. Don't cheat. It's a geographical link. They both live in America. Okay. Tell right. me that so isn't a geographical I'll, link. I'll take the hit and say, what is the specifically obvious geographical link? Is that what the question says? People, well, look, our listeners. Answer, it's not I what think... the question says, it's what the answer says. And Patreons. Patreons, listen right, to this. You get onto Charles in the chat because don't worry. I'm going to send. I'm going to send the quiz out to the Patreons, and they're going to all agree <laughs> that you're being a cheating bastard. Come on, I need to get to my bed. Right. Hurry up. I got. I, I got. I got four. I got four in that round. Well, I was a good recovery after a shambolic start. It was all over three, then two for two. <laughs> Paul, are you doing thought for the day tomorrow? No, I'm not. Like, that's probably for the best. Just, just as well, yeah, really. <laughs> um, round three stats. Name this season's league leaders in. First of all, longest completed pass. Who has completed the longest pass? Who are? Josh Allen. <laughs> I'm going to enjoy this one. And so is Johnny Bailey. Mason Rudolph. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> interceptions. Who's leading interceptions this year? Sam Howell. Sam Howell, it has to be. No, in interceptions as in caught. Oh, hey, oh, 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 no. No, 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 not going with that. This, this is me. I said at the time, who has made the most interceptions? Is it yeah, oh, Sam Howell? It's the fact it, it is between longest completed pass and passes <laughs> for first downs. That's horrendous. Oh, That's no, horrendous framing. I, I, I thought it was a defensive stat. I look pretty it is a defensive stat. Yep. No, it was, it was taken. Ian, what have you got? Stat. I said bland. Well, I mean, it is bland. There's, there's a really obvious answer. Correct. Which is why I didn't think it would be that. Well, there you go. Sometimes it's an obvious answer. Read the question. Right. I'm reclaim. I'm taking bland as right you, because I fucking said it. Because you just said it there. Up. Yeah. What? Bland? Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, 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 no. you're not. No, you can't if, have that either. Because if I if I thought that was the question, that's what my answer would have been. Well, I'm not, I'm not claiming it I as my agree. answer. You're not claiming that. Thought, you're wrong. I, I said I'm it before the answer was up. That. I thought it was bland, and then no. I just looked at my at my list, and all I've written here is ints question mark. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, that right, Ian gets the point, no one else does. For fuck's sake. No cheating. The shambles. Um, who that. is the league season league leader in passes for first downs? That, I by do, the way, I that's do. a quarterback. 
I didn't even answer this. I don't. I, I didn't is have it, a clue. Is it Dak? I put Jared Goff. Oh, great answer. I Jared Jordan. Goff. Is, is it, it Jared Goff? Wow. I put Jordan Love because I just know you'd got him in here somewhere. No. <laughs> no. Although his um, quarterback rating is. The, the, the Lions the Lions have so many possessions. Yeah. Like, it just, by logic, had to be them. Jared Goff. Um, field goal percentage, who's leading? I field goal percentage this year? Hmm? Aubrey. Brandon Aubrey, Aubrey. 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 Uh, 100%, 33 out of 33. Yep. But I he's not his two, year. He's missed two pats. Yeah, but they don't count. Field goal percentage. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Um, I thanks, Thanks for that one. Um, <laughs> and who is... I don't think anyone will get this, but who is I, leading I, the league I in tackles? I think I will. Go on. I think so I can I, get it, but I can't get his name right. So I, think it's, I, I think it's Frank Zaire or Zang, no, Zaire Frank. It, it, it's, Zaire, it's Zaire Franklin, because I, I got a tweet. It is. About uh, ten yes! Weeks, ten weeks into the wrong. season. I got a tweet from someone being like, how is this guy the... 18th graded highest linebacker at PFF when he's the highest number of tackles in the NFL. And I just didn't fucking reply. But I stored that memory and I guessed that it was him because at 10 weeks he was the highest number of tackles. Now, answer here live. Why is he not the highest graded linebacker when he has the most tackles? So, I'm I'm not going to specifically look at... because I'm not. calculator says no! (laughs) His calculator's got no internet signal! (laughs) <laughs> my, my Texas Instruments calculator doesn't agree. No, um, but like tackle numbers are a horrible stat for defensive players, special linebackers, because if you make a tackle eight yards deep on first down, that's a tackle and a tackle stat, but it's not a successful play on most defensive plays. So it's not. You would rather look at like how many tackles they've had that are resulting in defensive stops and stuff like that. So that's why he doesn't grade that highly. Excellent explanation. Yeah. Um, round four, the um, surprise DK Metcalf Olympic speed tribute round, which is my favourite this year. Um, specially dedicated to Cameron Hobbs. So I'm going to come in first for the time. I think I hope I'm wrong. I'll be perfectly right. honest. I put what, ten what point... DK Metcalf's one hundred time. I put ten point six six. Woofed. That's fast. I went. I went ten point four five. Oof, that's even faster. I said ten point two two. Ooh, rapid. even faster. <laughs> ten point two three. Ooh, he's just waited for me to say it, and then he's went up a notch. <laughs> Go on, Jimmy. I've got, I've got ten point eight. Ten point eight. No, he's a lot faster than that. Ten point three six. Oh, <laughs> so, so nobody gets that right. Um, Who was closest? No, within point one, didn't I say? Yeah. So you're ten point four five, did you say? Yeah. You get a point. You get a point. Oh, fine. Nobody else one. gets one, but you get one point, point for that. Three. You didn't nail it on get the it, head. Get it fucking round your camera. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm over the moon. I didn't want to get this right. He's he a finished. prick. Yeah, he also fin- yeah he 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 entered the Olympic trials twenty twenty one in May. Look, look how much taller he is than everybody else. He's got longer legs. It's not a fair race. Look at this short ass to his right, who's a smaller man. Like, look at the 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 reach That's of got nothing to his do legs. With it. It's of all to do with sprint races. No, of course it does. It's, it's, it's to do with technique. Is not an advantage in sprint yeah, races. Nonsense. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Usain Bolt's height definitely gave him no advantage. Cameron, Alex. 
height is not an advantage when it comes to sprinting. Height is only an advantage when it comes to lovemaking. <laughs> I am yes. not having that. As a, that's a nonsense. Lamar, nonsense. Question two, Lamar. This is the question that Gordon said. This is a shit question. I think it's a great question. Lamar Jackson is the fastest quarterback in the league. Uh, he's also twenty and one against the NFC. Which NFC team did he lose there, to? There are there are two people on this podcast who are not allowed to get this one wrong. One is me, <laughs> and the other is Jamie Borthwick. What's your answer, Jamie Borthwick? It's the New York Football Giants. Yeah, of course it fucking is. It is the New York Giants. Last year. Is that before or after, Jamie, you and I went to London and I had to watch the humiliation? <laughs> well, I can't, I can't remember. He, but thank he you, he stripped naked in your hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think you would have done that in that hotel. Christ. Not in that, not in that hotel room, no. No. Um, yes. The New York Giants. So... Um, well done, Lamar, uh, who has clocked, question three, the fastest time in the NFL this season, according to Next Gen Stats. I said, I'll give you a clue, I it's said, not someone from the Commanders in that I said, picture. It has, it has said, to be DK Metcalf. I said A-Chain. Oh, I put A-Chain as well. Of course but it's DK Metcalf. Oh, of course, of course it is, it was the point of this round. Give me Metcalf. 22.23 miles per hour versus the Cowboys. So there you go. So Cameron, he's fast. Got, yeah, it's because he's got really fucking long legs. <laughs> Did you get? Are you taking the two points for that, Cameron? Right? No, but no, because I got it wrong. Because oh. I put um. Uh, yeah. It is. There we go. Excellent. Loving it. Um, gold medal winning gymnastics legend Simone Biles follows which NFL team? This this is the Green Bay Packers shoehorn. Yep. There she is at the hallowed turf. She is married to Jonathan Owens of the Green Bay Packers. Who's Jonathan Owens? He's a safety. That's what it says on the screen. Yeah, but... Ex, uh, formerly of the Texans. Signed in free agency this year and has been so very good, actually. Was she a Texans fan? Um... Well, I don't care. She's now following the Packers, so it doesn't fucking she, matter she in this quiz. A, she has a Packers fan, like that's the game. She's she been at Lambo quite a lot this year, and I don't. I think her record at Lambo is roughly the same as Taylor Swift's record when watching the Chiefs. <laughs> this would be like people debating though whether or not Taylor Swift is actually a Eagles fan instead of a Chiefs fan now, because she now claims she's a Chiefs fan. So Simone Biles is from Columbus, Ohio. She's got to be either Browns or Bengals. God, you wouldn't want to be either, let's be honest. So has, has, has she... Has, the question now is, has she changed her team? If Simone Biles has changed her team, she now is one of the most detested athletes in human history. Can I just want to raise... I'm going to throw a yellow flag, a, a, a red flag on this. What was the Lamar Jackson question about NFC teams? Which is the one team he's lost to in the NFC. So... Did he not lose to the Saints? No, not as a starting quarterback. It doesn't say as a starting quarterback. Oh, shut up. Red, but he... Record is starting quarterback, you absolute fanny. Jesus Christ. Oh. His, did he or did they not lose to the Saints? But then his record would be entirely different because he played Cameron, different games that season. Cameron, you're not getting any extra points. And... No, no, but, but, but Cameron is making a valid point. No, he's that... not. No, no, he is. Yeah. In that if you are on the roster when you play a team, 
you did you're part of that team so if you're the if you're the backup wide receiver if you're wide receiver five but you come on to play special teams you still um, played in the game this is why we're not going to win any prizes at any podcast awards right so <laughs> gordon and cameron are now excluded from the results right let's move on dear <laughs> lord <laughs> right <sighs> Yeah, well, there we go. There's another picture of DK Metcalf running fast. Um, right, okay. Browns fan Simone Biles. Yes, indeed. Uh, former Cowboys wide receiver Bob Hayes, the only athlete in history to do what? Right, I think Simone. I might know the answer, and I go might on, get. Yeah. Can I have a bonus point as well? If Possibly. I if I know his nickname. Possibly. Right, so I think he won an Olympics gold medal, and he also won the Super Bowl. And his nickname was Bullet Bullet Bob Hayes. You oh. get a bonus point. Love yes, it. Love I it said that. he won he... the Super Bowl and uh, what did you say? Super he won Olympic gold medal. Olympic gold. He actually won two Olympic gold medals. Oh. Um, he won the hundred meter gold at the nineteen sixty four Tokyo Olympics in a world record time, ten point zero six. He's even does, faster than DK Metcalf. Does gold medal and Super Bowl ring get two points? Yes. Okay. You want a Super Bowl wing and a gold medal. Wait, 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 wait. Is it an Olympic gold medal or just a gold medal? Olympic gold. Because the round is about Olympics and speed. So, Gordon, did you answer Olympic gold medal or just gold medal? Uh, I put gold medal because I thought it was the answer because it was Olympics. Sorry, Gordon. Sorry, Carl. (laughs) Ian, you get a bonus point. Don't rub it in. (laughs) (laughs) I'm feeling generous this Christmas. I don't have a full bank in the locker room. <laughs> I think we've already discussed this, uh, Jamie, and we'll find it bonus, Charles Haley. Bonus point for Jamie. <laughs> Purely for the banter, yes, Jamie, you get a bonus point for that. I, do I get one point for winning a Super Bowl and a World Series because I got half of it right? No. 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 Oh. And if you'd read the round at the start, it was the Olympic speed round. Why on earth would the World Series come into this? Well, I Charles, don't know. Charles, can Cameron get a slap for being a twat? <laughs> get also, Lamar Jackson Charles... lost to the Panthers because he threw five times, including for a touchdown in a game. Fine. The game. Black hole oh. started. It's still a defeat. Oh, Cam- God. Cameron does have a point. I think this happened last year. <laughs> Definitely excluded. You were both trying Cameron. to change the rules in the middle Cameron of the question. Excluded can, from can this. I just, <laughs> Charles, can I ask a question though? On uh, so the the second question this round oh, was the sake. Giants. Yeah, and I I got I got it right. So I'm not I'm not I'm not questioning this. But like, what what relation to the Olympics is this? He's fast. Or DK Metcalf. Because he's the fastest QB in the league. Okay, yeah, that's fine. But there's no Devin A-Chain questions. No. Okay. Fine. Have you put Devin A-Chain for like, all your answers? No, just the third one. Yeah, I, I also well. I put A-Chain, but we're no. not, I'm not questioning it, Charles. I've got full respect for the Quizmaster. I, I don't. I, 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 I have very little respect for the we Quizmaster. Were, if we were off recording or not when I told uh, the, the group this, but the final round... As we got started, I requested a, a, a break for a pee break because I was needing to go to the bathroom. So I just assumed that most of the bad takes were mine. So my six answers for round round five, round six, whatever this final round is, were me. So I've just put Gordon McGuinness six times and we'll see how many I get. Um, Paul's, four points out of that. Paul, oh Paul's been very quiet here. I think he's secretly in the front here. Yeah, I think he is. Well, he's, he not, he's, not dis- he's not disputing answers. No, the veracity should, of the quiz. Should we, 
Should we have a leaderboard after after ten minutes? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yes, on, but also sir. I would just like Paul to scan his device around the room because I think Adam might be doing the quiz for yeah. him. <laughs> so... <laughs> Adam's not here. Yeah, that's what you would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's sending in the message, the answers via <laughs> WhatsApp. I'm on 14 points. I don't think that puts me at the top right, of the leaderboard. So Paul's in 14. Doesn't. Oh, no, I'm on 15. So Ooh. <laughs> Ian, 13. Ooh. Jamie, 11. Because I'm not accept. I'm not accepting my bonus point for uh, my my gratuitous owning as an answer there. <laughs> and if the question about Sam Howell had to actually been the correct answer, it would have been 16 points. But it was I would. Worded. I would we would have been on seven. Well, I there we go. Gordon um, argument. And Gordon's Gordon. on twenty-eight. I'm on I'm on twenty-five. I got nine yeah. in the last round. <laughs> you gimpy bastard, honestly. <laughs> but the, the last yeah. round though it was giant. Obviously, I know the Giants won. Metcalf was the most obvious answer of the quiz for the simple <laughs> reason that it was the DK Metcalf Olympics round. Packers was the obvious answer because Packers was shoot uh, Patterson was shoehorning something in, <laughs> and then I got two for gold medal and Super Bowl ring. That was quite an easy round. I try and make it challenging, and he does. So he gets, he gets Gordon me cannot. Again. In fact, the only way Gordon can lose this. What are you on? 20... 25. So I can so lose because there's twelve. The, points up there's twelve guys. points to. Yep. The only way you've got this is if none of these bad takes are yours. And there's not a fucking chance of that, is there? <laughs> so I want I want to, I want to see let's let's guess. First first bad take. Who said this? This feels like it'll be a big Marcus that, That's, me. that's, that's Gordon. I think Gordon. percent me. I know for a fact even that even the language is Gordon McGinnis language. The, 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 like... big, the big as soon as I saw yeah. it, I knew it was me. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. <laughs> so number two, I don't think I'm the second one. I guess myself, just because I needed to pee really, really badly. Because <laughs> I'm pretty certain I've been pretty consistent on like the four seed is the is the Saints. I think this is either me or Charles, and I put me. Saints will be the number two seed in the NFC. Cameron Hall. Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh, I was I was high on them Saints. How deluded. Uh, the Carolina Panthers will win the NFC South. I think this is me. I think I, I, this is hundred percent me. I was gonna say I think this is Ian. Correct. Yeah. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Correct. Um, Josh McDaniels to be the first first head coach to be fired is Paul. I think. I hope so because that's what I've written. <laughs> no, it's Gordon. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, my dog in the background is loving this. <laughs> Um, the Packers can start 4-1 and one and then they'll then be in a good place. I put Charles. That. Has to be Charles. I think it's, it's Gordon. <laughs> it's not Gordon. <laughs> Unbelievably, it's Paul Mitchell. And wow. Yeah, as well. yeah. Don't know where the hell you come up with about that. Anyway. Um, and then finally, Tampa Bay will have the second worst record in the league and will have the number two pick. No, I'd put Gordon, but this has to be no, Charles then. that was me. Charles. Yeah. That was me. And the only reason that um, I didn't put a Jamie hot shit take in there is because Jamie spent most of the summer in France. <laughs> mm. <laughs> 
and I wasn't going to troll through 43 podcasts. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Jamie's, only, Jamie's only shit take was when he took a normal croissant over an almond one that one morning. <laughs> That's about as much as it got. <laughs> but, so, possibly my shittest take was attempting to uh, cut a baguette. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. You should have been. Blunt. You should. Yeah. You should have been there. This knife looks blunt. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So well done. Um, there's my shoehorning Green Bay into the uh, equation from a pictorial perspective. There's the new owner of the Chicago Bears, Mr. J. Love. Um, I think we know who's won, but I'm more interested in who came last. So, Gordon, what did you get? I only got two in that last one because only two of them were mine, but I think I've been proven correct in picking myself because two of them were me, so I got 29 overall. That's a very impressive score. I, I got 21. Paul's closest to me, I think. Uh, I got Gordon, Cameron, Ian. I got myself wrong for four, myself right for five, Jamie wrong for six. That's eight points. 22. Oh! You've oh, him by one. Pipped me at the post. But I could have sworn I was right from it twice. I thought they were both my comments. <laughs> I was really confident of both of them. But it wasn't to be. Who's got the wooden spoon? Come on. It's got to be me with 13. Well, I've got 17. <laughs> well done, Borsa. Annihilate. Annihilated. Well, look and on the bright side, Jamie. You can't cut yourself with a spoon. So... <laughs> but, uh, but here, listen, we've not ever redressed this. How is the injury, Jamie? Have you recovered fully? I have recovered fully, yeah. It's got a, a gnarly scar, but uh, I'm, I'm back to full fitness. Checks dig scars, so we're fit. Wait, 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 wait. Right. Do it properly. Wounds heal. Checks dig scars. Glory lasts forever. <laughs> um... Do you have any reluctance cutting bread going forward, or are you fine? I have never cut bread with a large knife since it gives me the fear something rotten. Um, do, you have, do you have any so there's reluctance no, getting on. into monetary arguments with fresh prostitutes in the future? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's always a reluctance, isn't it? But, you know... There's, Work I just wanted man. to make sure there was no PETA SD from your war wounds. Go to bed, Cameron. That was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear God. Get Excellent. <laughs> we can't finish on that. Right. This has been another pish cast that we've done. The fourth that we've done. Thank you to everybody that submitted questions. Thank you to the team for turning up, especially Gordon, who's in a derelict building in the middle of the Trossics <laughs> with no internet. <laughs> I mean, we'll, commitment we'll, to we'll the pod. We'll see Gordon again, but you never know. <laughs> it's the Blair Witch Project, but you guys think I'm just like, oh, I can't, I can't show you because my internet is not good. It's just because actually behind me there's a ghost witch ready to kill me off as soon as the podcast ends. Next, next, oh. year, next year, Gordon, you're going to dial in from darkest Siberia as you try to lose the, ne the quiz. Next week I'll be dialing in from the beyond. <laughs> <laughs> the Tom Brady of the Shramash quiz continues. He's 4-0. and He will be beaten one day, but it's not today. Thank you to Charles for putting that together. Thank you to everybody that's taken part in this. Thank you for listening. 
We'll be back again very, very soon. Enjoy your football. Enjoy your new year when it comes. We'll see you on the other side. Slanjava. Paul finishes off. As always, bye for now. <laughs>